Here we go. The Pat McAfee Show. Feel good. Friday, November 3rd. I'm AJ Hawk sitting in the Thunderdome for Pat as he is in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Football! Football! There yeah. we go. We yes. see Pat already. Tuscaloosa, big showdown. LSU versus Alabama. I'm AJ Hawk sitting in for Pat. Obviously, Pat in Tuscaloosa. How you doing, pal? I heard it was cur- uh, a little cold this morning, but now you're a little warmed up. Yeah, whenever we landed in beautiful Tuscaloosa, Alabama this morning, it was about 36 degrees. You know, just slightly above freeze. Uh, I don't know what that is in uh, Celsius up there in Canada. Gumpy, what, uh, Gumpy, what's 36 American degrees? That's about uh, zero Celsius, my friend, just above it. Okay, so I landed here with zero Celsius. Now it feels like it's about 15, 16 Celsius. The sun has come up. It's going to be a glorious weekend down here as the SEC West title is pretty much on the line with LSU coming in as two-and-a-half-point dogs to take on Nick Saban, Milrow, in this Alabama tide. Now, I cannot wait for that. I cannot wait for college game day tomorrow morning, but today is going to be epic. You know why, AJ? Why is that? Because anytime your beautiful ass is over there in the Thunderdome with those boys, this show ends up being spectacular. I appreciate you making the trip over there. I'm lucky to be here. And this might be the greatest day we've ever had for this program, AJ Hawk. Hell yeah. Yeah, why not? Of course. Feel good Friday, November 3rd, as we said. So, Pat, last night, though, let's get into it. Last night, Amazon oh, are here. Prime Ty Video. Schmidt, I'm going to get to him. I know we're Tone definitely going to get to him. Tone Diggs, Boston Connor, Ty Schmidt. All the boys in the back, but Pat, I was working into it because we had the Steelers got a big, big victory last night. And if you know, we have a couple uh, big Steeler fans here in the Thunderdome. Tone Diggs, mm-hmm. he's been walking around with a smile on his face so big this whole morning. He said, we're back. Steelers, Super Bowl for sure. Right, Diggs? Yes, I did. What'd you think of that game, Pat, last night? What'd you think of the Steelers' what? offense, defense, and overall? Matt Candace is on the sidelines now. How is it? Well, I like the fact that we have four quarters of football that we got to pay attention to yet again mm-hmm. on yeah. primetime. Now, oh, yeah. the first half was a little bit better than what it has been, but this game was a game all the way to the end. We had no idea if Will Levis, this rookie sensation, who is certainly going to be a guy. Mm-hmm. I, I think that was my big takeaway from the Tennessee Titans is that Will Levis is going to be a guy. And then from the Pittsburgh Steelers standpoint, how about Kenny Pickett not looking like a professional quarterback Whoa. for a while? And then whenever you need him, he goes on to continue. I think he has the most fourth-quarter comebacks in the NFL right now in the last two years. It feels like whenever the pressure is at its highest and when Kenny Pickett has to make a play, those beautiful flowing locks and those uh-huh. gloves find a play to be made. Warren was a sensation for them last night. Uh-huh. I think that's continuing to be a story, even though he lowers his head to block people and gets fined 50 racks in that entire thing. I think the way the Pittsburgh Steelers want to about doing their business last night looked a bit different. And they were taking on a very good Tennessee Titans defense. And early, Kenny was not playing great football. I think there was even some people, maybe in our group chat, that said, you know what, maybe Matt Candle isn't the devil. Ooh. And maybe Matt Candle isn't the reason that this team stinks on the offensive side. Maybe it's the quarterback is just what the quarterback is. Then as the game continues to go on, the offense starts rolling. Matt yeah. Cannon is on the sideline. And I think we saw a side of the Pittsburgh Steelers and a team of the Pittsburgh Steelers that maybe makes them in the conversation of making it not only to the playoffs, but Maybe even winning the game in the playoffs. I don't think anybody's thinking that that Steelers team's going to be able to win a Super Bowl. I don't think they'll be able to keep up with the teams at the top of the AFC. But what we saw to Deontay Johnson last night after a big-time drop last week and kind of getting crucified for it, what we saw to Kenny Pickett late, and what we saw to Matt Canada showing emotion and getting a chance to chat with the boys, I think is more reminiscent of 
an NFL team than what they had looked like. I think if you're a Steelers fan, you're pumped about how last night went. And I think if you're a Titans fan, I think you're excited to know that Will Levis is definitely a guy going forward. All in all, beautiful primetime football game in Akershire. The Yinzers showed up. The game was phenomenal. And I still believe that Mike Vrabel would be able to beat up every other coach in the NFL. Yeah, I would say I feel uh, exactly the same, especially after watching that game last night. Uh, you know, Al and Kirk on the call, like, you're right. We had, it was a four-quarter game. We had to watch till the very end. We had to, to figure it out. But with the Steelers, I'm asking all the boys when I, when I came in today, like, what are your thoughts on the Steelers? Do you think they're a legit contender? Can they make a run in the playoffs? Because they, their offense may not look great for three quarters or so, but then eventually it feels like they're always going to turn it on. Kenny Pickett's going to play well. We know the defense. I think between Watt and Highsmith, Pat, they had 17 pressures last night on defense. Damn. Will Levis was under siege all night long. You see T.J. Watt here. I love this. Helmet off, going crazy. Look at this. Yeah. Oh, Look at his neck, AJ. Look at his neck. I don't know. Like, I know Bob Spillane. We talk about his Jeez. neck. Look at, pause that right in the middle of him yelling. Jeez. Ah. Yeah. Like his neck. Yeah, we gotta go back to the original yell where every single thing in his neck was there. It is, fully thrusted. This dude is a baboon. This dude's an actual baboon. He looks like uh, he he looks like one of the uh, like a primate, like a chimp. It is phenomenal. Now I will say for T.J. Watt, I assume he went home happy with the win. But with J.J. in there doing his thing, twirling the towel the way that he did, I don't think that TJ had the game that he was expecting or wanting to have. They did a lot more moving with him, and he was kind of bouncing around. I appreciate that. Feels like he was slipping more than maybe he had normally slipped on that Akersher field. But there was a couple times where I thought TJ was going to maybe end the game, and instead, Highsmith gets a pressure. Cam Hayward was making some tackles. Obviously, his presence was felt last night. And if you're talking about making a run, and going to the Super Bowl, I think you have to have firepower. And although I think the offense looked better, especially late in that game, and obviously Kenny makes magic at the end, I don't know if the Steelers are ever going to have, in this particular season at least, enough weapons to be able to keep up with the top of the AFC class. But I think last night they proved, once again, that Mike Tomlin's going to have his team in every single game, and whenever they have to, they're going to be able to make some plays and win a game. They covered too, which is great news. But Tone, I don't know if there's enough weapons on the offensive side, but you got to have at least a little bit of optimism after that performance on primetime. There is a uh, a ton of optimism because I'm think this is a brand new era. Okay, this is an era of Matthew Canada on the field. This is this changes everything. Okay, he didn't have his stupid bucket hat on. He had on a nice cool hat. It was salute to service. He was on the field. He was sitting with Kenny on the sideline. He was talking to the boys. I mean, they wanted the ball to begin the game. They did not defer. Mike Tomlin asked for the ball. They went down. They scored on their first drive. Matt Canada was pumped with the boys. It was awesome to see. It seemed like he actually had some friends down there. He had a he had a call sheet, which I saw, which I've never seen before. I didn't know if he used one. So I, th I think him going from the booth down to the field is a brand new era for the Steelers. And it was, it was kind of like the Steelers of old. They ran the ball last night effectively with Naj and Jalen Warren. They got to the quarterback. They played defense when they had to. They made plays when they had to. Deontay was awesome. This is this is the first game in the Matthew Canada on the grass era, and it's only going to come up, go up from here, man. They went 325 yards. It's pretty good. They wow. are Woo! only yeah. 75 away Pat, you know that, from 400. Yeah, sorry, Tony, but that first drive with 10 plays, 78 yards, and ends in a touchdown. It couldn't you couldn't draw it up any better for Matt Canada in this offense when he decides to step out of the booth and be on the field. Now, obviously, he's going to be on the field from here on out, right, oh, Pat? Yeah. Yeah, I would assume that that is going to be the new Matt Canada. And shout out to him having probably the best night that he's had in a long time. 
Okay. I mean, we've heard the chance of him being fired and you've heard Kenny actually have to come out and say, yeah, I did check the protection and the call to win that game. That wasn't a Matt Canada thing. So good for Matt Canada. Hey, we're happy for Matt Canada. Yeah. Also, get it. We're happy for Matt Canada. Getting a chance to feel the grass is also good. And I don't want to de deflect away from the Steelers getting a big time win. But it felt like Hussey and his crew were betting on the over. I mean, wow. that first drive mm -hmm. for the Titans. The Steelers come out, they take the ball, they walk right down and score. Is that the first time they've scored on the opening drive in, what, 15 years, it seems like, uh, Diggs? What, I, what I believe the... it was the third time in the last 32 games, I believe I saw. Damn. So they always they always start slow. It's always yes. miserable. Yes. And I thought the Boo Birds were going to come out. And there was a third and eight there in that first drive where they make a big play and they keep it going. And congrats to Naj punching it in. I don't know if he did much the rest of the game, but he did get a touchdown early. And I think Steelers fans were pumped about the Matt Cannon there. And I think, you know, they say Steelers fans stern. Okay, it's a football team, but fair. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And if you're able to if you're able to do some stuff, they're going to come around on you. But that refing crew, and obviously people are going to say, well, need to be a little bit more disciplined on defensive side and can't be making that many penalties. It's like six penalties. I think it was seven penalties. One of them not counting because it was two on the defense in one drive. It was just like the amount of flags last night. Relax. Mm -hmm. Jeez, low. And players are going to get blamed for this because I think a lot of the replays did show a lot of penalties happening, but we can't have that as our prime time games and everything. But I thought there was a chance that that's how the Titans were going to stick around. I'm like, all right, the Titans are just going to get penalties in this entire thing. And then you watch Will Levis operate. Mm -hmm. Hey, yeah, he's, he's a dude. He's yeah, fearless. Yeah, yeah. And he, I mean, he had a couple throws like down the seam late, like where it just, it looks pretty, man. Like he's not scared to to pull the trigger. And I think Al even mentioned that like, oh, he's not a scared, he's not not scared to throw the ball across the whole field, across his body, wherever into traffic. And I give this dude credit, man. I think Pat, when he stands there in the pocket, when he has any kind of time, I feel like he can Which? make so many things happen, but you're right. They, they pressured him all night long. He never felt comfortable. Well, rookie quarterback, they're going to do that. You would know that better than me, AJ. They're going to bring pressure, and especially with the Steelers' defense with how good they are. And there was moments where that offensive line did give him time, and he looked phenomenal. How about this? After Renegade, okay, Titans are up three. He's in his end zone, okay? Mm -hmm. Oh, mama. Um, that happens. Pittsburgh is alive. He's standing in his own end zone. He completes like a 22-yard ball just to shut everybody up. Now, they would inevitably go on to punt. Then the Steelers would come back to win. The Renegade thing strikes again. The Steelers win after Renegade comes on, and they were losing at the time before Renegade came on. But that immediate play afterwards, when it came back to Pittsburgh and everybody was alive, and he throws like a 20-yard strike, I'm thinking to myself, this guy's unflappable. This guy is remarkable. This dude, If you're, I, I think that's the biggest development for me. From last night. Yeah. Matt Canton on the sideline, good. The biggest development for me as I was watching it is, holy shit, we got a guy for the next 10 years. In ten, You think about down there in Houston, they got mm -hmm. CJ. Yep. You think about down there in Jacksonville, they got Trevor Lawrence. You think about in Indianapolis, if he can stay healthy, Anthony Richardson. And then now all of a sudden, with what we've seen from Will Levis, two games, and obviously his first game was much better than his second game, but there was throws he made, there was reads that he made where it's like, and he can run. He can scoot. He also came out of the tunnel with a hat on, not his helmet. I think he embraces the big moment, like all those little things. This guy's a guy. And I would assume that D-Hop and everybody else on that team is pumped about it. But if you're a Titans fan, the AFC South was getting good and getting young quick. And now all of a sudden, they're in the same conversation as everybody else. That's a beautiful thing, AJ, for the people down there in Nashville. Oh, yeah, it is. And I know Vrabel, he was quoted after the game. He said, we lost. I'm not going to sit there and glorify that. 
But there were some good throws, and I'm, I'm guessing he's talking about those backed up in your own end zone yeah. after Renegade. You, you hit a, a, a key pass right there to get yourself out of some trouble. Conman, when you watch this Pittsburgh Steelers offense play, yeah, sure. what do you see? I mean, I, I, Pat kind of referenced it early on. There, it, it wasn't loud after that first drive, but then there was that kind of period where Kenny didn't look great. He, mm. made, you know, he missed some throws, but if you are a Steelers fan, and I don't know if Tony feels this way, you kind of have to go with Kenny because they're never, ever, ever going to be below 500, it feels like. I mean, the fact that they were outgained again and still won by four, and Pat referenced the uh, stat about Kenny Pickett, how he has like the most game-winning drives or game-winning touchdown passes in the last five minutes over the last two years, which is awesome because that means, you know, just like Will Levis um, being unflappable, it feels like Kenny plays his best when they are mm-hmm. down late and they do need it. But that was my biggest takeaway watching the team was like, oh, okay, this – this team, Tomlin, even with Canada, they're not going to be in a position where they can get one of those top guys. And it's kind of good. It's kind of bad. Because if it works with Kenny, sweet. Then they can kind of work with the rookie contract. They can go with those things. They can build around them. Whereas if it's not, and then they're kind of in that limbo where, you know, next season, whether Tannehill is available or Kirk, and now I don't think, you know, you're going to punt on Kenny after two years. Like he, he's a gamer they and he's, he's playing well. Yeah. He's and, five and three. And they just won't. Yeah. They're five and three. They're a winning franchise. But it does feel like uh, it, it has to work with Kenny because if, if it's not, if they're never going to be in that, you know, top echelon. But again, Will Levis is a second rounder. It's not like good quarterbacks are only in the first round. Oh, yeah, you can get them anywhere. And, Pat, what do you think about uh, the, the ability for Pittsburgh and their defense? Front four, a lot of times, if they're not bringing extra, extra pressure, they can still get, get pressure rushing forward, and you can drop back, obviously, and, and get more creative in your coverage and take care of things. But when I watch that Pittsburgh front, now that Cam Hayward is back as well, like that is what keeps them in games, I think. That will win them games moving forward, and as long as their offense continues to grow, and if they can run the ball like they did, like that's the recipe for success. Yeah, and that's Pittsburgh football, to be honest with you. And also, Pittsburgh football on the defensive side is not to just get bludgeoned to death by the run. Normally, it's the other way around. Like, hey, we stop the run and we run the ball. That's Pittsburgh football. So whenever Bruce Arians came in and was slinging it, you know, anytime you have a down year, it's like Pittsburgh people are like, we are on the ball. Todd Haley comes in. He's the offense coordinator. He has success. We are on the ball. You know, that's just kind of how it is. It's a tough brand of football. It's a tough style of football. And the Pittsburgh Steelers this year, what were they, 24th or 30th against the run in the NFL? It was 30th. They were giving up uh, 140 a game. Um, but So last week they gave up 70 to ETN, and then this week they gave up to Derrick Henry to ETN. So over the last two weeks it has been improved. Yes, and ETN, dog. Yeah. Derrick Henry, dog. No. You're talking about great run. So I think Cam Hayward coming back, not only for the pressure on the quarterback, which was in abundance last night, and Will Levis certainly took some big-time shots, but also for the run game to get stopped. Yes. That helps everything else go. You know what I mean, AJ? Mm-hmm. Like, if, you, if you're just going to give things up up the middle, you got to move another person into the box. you got to keep a linebacker maybe with an eye out for potentially do I have to help out with this D-line. Cam Hayward's massive head. <laughs> mm-hmm. Massive head. Yeah. It is so, so big. big. They they he was walking back to the I think he chased somebody down on the sideline, made a tackle, got back up and was walking back. And his massive dome <laughs> was walking next to other people with massive domes. And it was like, what is that a six X helmet <laughs> this dude has to put on his head? But it's not just his head that's large, obviously. He is a space eater in there. So if he comes back playing his best football, which we assume will take a couple weeks for him to get back uh-huh. into full strength after being out of the game, and they can stop the run, then it helps everybody else out. 
you know, let alone getting pressure on the quarterback. But it's like the run, being able to stop, that's a big deal. Steelers haven't been able to do it all season. Last night and last week, they were able to do that, which is gigantic, obviously, especially for a team in the AFC North. Yeah, Tone, I would imagine you guys in Pittsburgh feel pretty good about Joey Porter Jr. It, what, he was they, awesome. they let us know that he asked to cover D-Hop on Thursday this mm-hmm. week, I guess. I think the numbers came out, what, when he was on D-Hop, he has one or two catches for the night. Did play very, very well as a young rookie corner, can play all over the place. Like, that has to be very – that has to make you feel pretty good yeah. if you're a Pittsburgh fan Him right doing now. that last night was awesome. Um, and Minka was kind of giving a speech pregame and said, like, yeah, 10 is awesome. 10's got experience, stuff like that, but two fours on him tonight. So they they knew game plan that he was going to be on him for most of the night, and he did really well. He had a couple penalties, but he's not afraid, which is yeah. – I mean, he gets that from his dad, obviously, and <laughs> we always talk about how the lineage thing is I'm awesome. I'm not afraid. <laughs> exactly. And then Broderick Jones gets a start at right tackle, and now he's got two starts and has been awesome in both. Um, so, yeah, we were we were pretty happy with the rookies, especially last night. Yeah, I'd say you should. Pat, what about uh, if we want to want to pivot real quick? Obviously, unless you want to wrap something up from this game, but I don't know. There's some footage of Devontae Adams shooting hoops in the Raiders locker room talking about how things might be after their, uh, their head coach was fired as well. Some other coaches, GM, are out of there. Antonio Pierce steps in as the interim. I don't know if we can run it or not, boys, but we have Devontae just shooting some hoops and some casual basketball in the locker room, and he, he says a few things. Hey, get ready for this. Keep calling right now. This is why they're losing, because they're worried about the wrong shit. What do you think about that, Pat? Obviously, Devontae hears what everyone says. He knows he knows what the narrative is right now out there. Can they uh you think they can turn it around over there? Well, I think he also had a press conference where he spoke about how this isn't a celebration that there's a firing of a head coach. Foxy, I don't know if we have that. You want to run that? And at this point, it's you know, it's not. It's don't get it confused. We not. It's not a celebration that we you know we have a new coach and you know there's, there's been changes made. We obviously, I think it was time um, one way or the one way or the other. It was time for some sort of change, um, just to bring a little juice in and and you know revitalize the team a little bit. And I think it's more of a mindset that we're trying to. Um, you know, not force, but just have moving forward to, to just be as positive as possible, you know, and we do have a change. So there's more of a, a reason, like a definitive shift. You know, we have, we have a, a thing put in place now where we can say, all right, well, you know, it's, things are different now, but we got an opportunity to change it. So I think that's kind of the mindset we're having, just, you know, trying to have fun and enjoy our time in this building. Because I think, you know, as we speak to each other, it's been too much of um, just, this has just been feeling like work too much and not having enough fun. So we just got to get back to that. I mean, Devontae said a lot of things there, and you talk about the basketball, and he said it feels like work, not as much fun, and this is football. You're supposed to have fun, and I guess you go back to the Patriot way, and everybody says, it's not fun, we're playing football, but even that little basketball thing there, you heard everybody kind of watching along and talking their shit. That's good for the team, and you heard Hunter Renfro say something along the lines about not walking on Mm eggshells, and then he had to walk it back and talk about how it's all good, we're not meaning this to be any shots, and you hear Devontae say, this isn't a celebration that a coach got fired, yada, 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 but if you think about what Antonio Pierce did in that opening press conference. Then you hear Devontae Adams speaking. Then you hear Hunter Renfro speak. And then Max Crosby cut a promo onto a, a cell phone after practice and was like, hey, this ain't a time for us to roll over. We're going in. Feels like everything that has happened over there with the Raiders over the last three days, the firing of Dave Dolph Ziggler, the reinstitution of the Raider way, Josh McDaniels getting out of town, the Patriot way being shipped out with Mick Lombardi has almost revitalized this team. It's almost like it's the beginning of the season again, and they are being counted out. 
everybody's assuming they're going to stink. Anytime you fire a coach in the middle of the season and you're in the Chiefs division, people are going to assume you're going to suck. But it feels like the energy coming out of there right now is telling me that is not how they feel inside of that. They still have a good roster. Mm -hmm. They still have a lot of good players. Yep. I feel like the offensive side of the ball, who's calling plays? Is Aiden O'Connell going to be a guy or is he not going to be a guy? There's a lot of question marks still. But if you just judge the humans that are involved, it feels like they're in a really good place right now. And uh, sometimes whenever you remove the person at the top, there's a whole new feeling of having to prove yourself, and there's a whole new feeling of getting an opportunity to rewrite how the history of your team is going to go. And I think that's how the Raiders are approaching this entire thing, AJ. Yeah, Connor's, Connor wants to comment something on that, but I wanted to ask you and Connor that. When a guy like Antonio Pierce comes in, he obviously has control of the room. You know, when he took, he has that presser, feels like, yes, obviously with his resume, players respect him and everything. We know everything is great right now. We're going to fight, we're going to do everything. But if he wins games, he's great. If he don't, if they don't win games, guess what? They're already moving on. Like, how long do we have? What's the window you think to where they give him a little wee leeway to say, "Oh yeah, this is a great changeup," or "Oh no, we could have kept McDaniel's. We could have done something else." I just feel like no matter what, if you don't win games, nothing matters. None of this matters. Yeah, Ty, you might remember this or Connor. What did Jeff Saturday have? He had three weeks. Three. We remember he because he beat. Yeah. The After Raiders that week that one week. win, though, it was pretty good. He was great. And then, you know, then uh, the next week happened, right. and then that next week the happened. Vikings, the Vikings game. Yeah, but, game. but they were up big in the Vikings game, you know. Yeah, I don't remember when the Vikings game was in relation to when they beat the Raiders. Yeah. I don't know if it was three weeks later or four weeks later. But nonetheless, it does wear off quick. And that's the NFL yep. as a whole, though. You know, that's the NFL as a whole. But I think these Raiders fans are going to give a little bit more time because it feels like they're all about done with the Patriot bullshit. Yep. feels like it. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, you, the way they're speaking, they want to be professional. They don't want to bury anybody because you never know where you're going to end up in the future. You might end up working on a team that Josh McDaniels is at again. Mm -hmm. But if you're reading the tea leaves that everybody's kind of laying out, boy, are they all happy as hell that Josh McDaniels is no longer their head coach. Yeah, absolutely. And, like, the Patriot way, I feel like, is dead now. Like, completely dead. It's, Whoa, it, they're saying the right away is dead, too. Was this the last one? No, I, I, think, I think it's more so just kind of uh, kind of discredited the thought that uh, the Patriot way is a thing. It's the Belichick and Brady way. Yep. And, and I <laughs> people will say it's the Belichick way. Some people will say it's the Brady way. It's them two together. Yep. They're the only two that can do it. It'll never be redone at least with that method, obviously Andy and Patrick Mahomes. But like, if there's ever a team for this to happen to, like Max, they they went through this three years ago. Like Max Crosby with Rich Passaccia, they they just had this happen and they ended up going to the playoffs. So like, at least they are equipped with the team that can and actually has experience dealing with like an interim and still having success. Yeah, I mean, in terms of like the Patriot way, I think Lombardi said it yesterday. Like, you know, everyone knows how Bill is, but at the end of the day, like he respects guys, and I think they understand that and. We don't know that for sure, but based on everything we're hearing from the Raiders locker room, it seems like McDaniels was kind of just an asshole and like didn't show <laughs> anyone any respect. And then on top of it, it wasn't winning. So like, I don't think we're going to be in a situation where if they lose the next two or three games, they're going to say like, oh, we cut bait on McDaniels, you yeah. know, too quick. We shouldn't have got rid of him. And who knows? Like Connor said, you know, I mean. They probably should have hired Rich Basaccia after he took them to the playoffs. And and who knows? Like, I mean, if there are any teams around the NFL right now who are kind of used to this situation and know how to respond to it, granted, it's going to be tough to do with a rookie quarterback if he's going to start the rest of the way. But, I mean, they've been in this situation before, and who knows? Like, maybe they did just need a complete kind of culture change and new face to to kind of reinvigorate themselves. Yeah, Pat, do you think it's weird at all that we haven't heard any uh, Raiders players come out and try to, like, 
defend McDaniels and the staff or anybody? Like, should we be worried that we didn't hear anything from them? So I don't think you can, right? I don't think you can at this moment if you're a player because every the message is we got to look forward, we got to move on. That's always been a thing, you know what I mean? And in all sports, it's we got to do this, we got to do that. I, I think after the season, we'll learn more. You know, like I don't want to say as guys retire, but as guys potentially move on from the Raiders, or as the season ends and the the staple of the Raiders start to talk a little bit more, we'll kind of learn about the real thoughts of McDaniel's behind the scenes and who really likes him, who doesn't really like him. But I, I think the boys try to take the high road as much as possible. But the way in which they went about taking the high road kind of told us that everything that we needed to know. Yep. <laughs> you know I mean? yep. You kind of saw us everything we needed to know, AJ. Yeah, we saw the Devontae, you know, hitting that sweet jumper in the sweet locker jumper. room. And you're right. That's what I noticed when I first watched that was – Everybody behind him, all the guys, they may not be keenly paying attention, but you can hear them. They're involved. They're watching. They know what Devontae's saying, and I think they love it. They're all on board. Like, this is also completely sidetracked. Hard that is shot. a sweet locker room, yeah. too. Look oh, how yeah. nice. Is that, a, is that a spaceship? Like, that place looks amazing. So, brand new stadium. So, absolutely beautiful in there. And, I mean, to follow up on an also point, sidebar, really hard i mean shaquille o'neal stunk from the free throw for a long time because the ball is too small you know it's hard to feel that thing those little tiny balls with those little tiny hoops i think they're in every single building in the nfl tough shot i mean it is a very difficult those big old hands trying to hold those tiny little balls and shoot them are really difficult i think for a lot of people like you said Shaq. As somebody that's used to holding tiny balls Mm -hmm. and shooting them (laughs) and everything like that, kind of a part of my life, not easy. Okay, it's not easy at all. But, like, he's talking shit, too. That ball is going in. He knows it's going in. Like, that Mm -hmm. needs to be discussed. The athletic display here, by the not easy. That is not an easy ball to shoot at all. I think people that haven't shot that size basketball are like, oh, that's just like shooting a big one. Nah, much more difficult, not easy at all. So vibes are high over there until they aren't. And, yeah. you know, when they aren't is when you lose a couple games under the new regime. Before we move on out about this, so do we We automatically take the Raiders this weekend again? Yes. Fired yeah. coach game, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Game. Fired coach What game. are the percentages for fired coach games? It's pretty high. I think 100%. Oh, okay. I think it's right. 100%. Yep. You sure you don't want to double check that? No, no, I'm good. I think, I'm, nah, I think it's nah. 100%, yeah. especially, 100%. When the, especially when the interim coach is a, a fiery ex-player. Yeah, if Saturday can do it, I mean, anyone can do it. Whoa. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. It, it, it sounded exactly how it was supposed to mean. Jeff Saturday. What do you mean? Great I mean, player? Antonio Pierce has been in the building for the for, for an entire That probably year, makes right? it a little bit easier, right? That you're already on the staff and you weren't. Because when Jeff got hired, it was not too dissimilar. Let's say that they hired UConn, man, and brought you <laughs> off the street yeah. and said, here you go, you're coaching the squad. Now, Jeff, I know, consulted a little bit with Jim Ursay, right? But that's pretty much what happened. A guy comes off the street, here we go, let's coach this NFL team. Well, and Jeff was watching film, remember, because the pancake seg every week. He he was tied in, obviously, to what the team was doing. But I think the difference between this situation and the Colts situation, there's a lot of them, obviously. But I think a big one is the Colts fired the offensive coordinator, who was the head coach. And then the people that were basically all on the offensive side of the ball, all gone. You know, so like... Parks Frazier was the new offense coordinator because he was the only human who knew the plays that were installed. Because once again, Jeff's coming from outside the building. When the last time he was on the Colts, completely different playbook. Yeah. Like yeah. this time, at least there's 
hopefully some people in the building that understand the calls on the offense, understand the calls on the defense. Like you don't have to do a full rehaul or put a 24 year old in there calling plays who's never done it before because he's the only human, literally the only human left in the building that knows what the plays are even titled. So that's a little bit different. I think the Raiders have a little bit more of a head start. They also have a lot more, a lot of talent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got a lot of talent, and anytime we know this, anytime your talent is motivated is a good thing. Now, I know everybody is lucky to be in the NFL, and everybody tries to make the best film possible. But let's just call it what it is: be who you can afford to be. Sometimes people at the top who are paid a lot of money who know that if they were to get cut from this team, they would have a job somewhere else. Not as motivated, not as dialed in. Now, since Mark Davis openly said, "I'm with the pillars of this team," I'm not with the coach of this team. That's kind of putting a little pressure on the stars like hey we chose you over the coach and the gm that we were paying 40 million dollars guaranteed over the next four years not to be here now it's your time to prove it like you wanted this seemingly now it's your time to go get it i think that can really inspire the top elite humans especially in their field uh to pat's point i i was looking at the coaching staff the other day and scott turner's there he was the oc in, in washington for i think like four years or whatever so i'd assume he becomes the oc but yeah to your point Someone like Parks Frazier is not stepping in here. I think they they have OCs on the roster who have been OCs before. I think uh, Antonio Pierce. I was just envisioning whenever they come out come out of the tunnel, oh, the defense. Raiders mm-hmm. they're going to want to get Josh Jacobs going. Oh yeah, Josh Jacobs. Oh, yeah. First off, he runs angry. He runs downhill, trying to score every single play. I would imagine they want to come out there, boom, pound the ball. Max Crosby, everybody else, the rest of the boys get after the quarterback. It's going to be fun to watch him moving forward. I think Pat. I think so. And all those guys you talk about, like Max Crosby's already talking. Devontae Adams already talking. Yep. Josh Jacobs obviously had his druthers. Hunter Renfro's already talking. Mm-hmm. Like these are all the these are all really these are all pro players all being like, I'm the captain now. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. that's uh, that's what it feels like for them. Like it's our team now. That type of ownership can empower people. But obviously that's gonna be the conversation going forward. That's going to be the whole conversation going forward. Yeah, it is. And I know in a couple minutes, Pat, I believe, uh, Kalen DeBoer will be joining you down on that field, correct? No, no. He's actually – uh, not in, the field. <laughs> he, he's, playing, uh, he's playing against USC, yeah. Yeah. the other side of the country. Right. Right. The other side of the Alabama over your uh, right shoulder right there. I probably should have <laughs> noticed that. Hey, Why would he be there? Hey, AJ, look at this, what they got going on down here at Bryant-Denny. Up in the Jumbotron, they actually put – I think we're going to get there. Look at this. Wow. Wow. Look at that. Hell yeah. You've arrived. Bro, you've arrived. It's us thing. I mean, obviously, my name's on the title of the show. And if we could go back six years, we probably would have changed that, obviously. But like, yeah, we're on the jumbotrons here in the middle of Bryant Denny Stadium ahead of an SEC West championship battle. We are the dumbest (laughs) humans on earth living the luckiest life of all time. This is so cool. This is awesome. And uh, the fact that Coach DeBoer is going to be joining us is absurd because his game tomorrow against USC, not only are they obviously ranked fifth in the CFP mm-hmm. polls, but like Pac-12 championship implications on the line here for Washington. And Coach DeBoer is just making time to chit-chat with us. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. I think we're going to reset my Zoom, mm-hmm. uh, and then we're going to come back into this. But, AJ, you're doing a great job navigating the ship, pal. You are the captain now. Oh, yeah. They're, <laughs> I know they're, they've been throttling, throttling the internet a little bit for different people. So, Azit, I think you're getting him, uh, him potted back up. You're restarting them. Ty, yeah. quickly, what do you think of your boy Brock Purdy out there harvesting? Love it. 
Absolutely love it. any guy who is for willed. people that don't know. It, you know here we go. Yeah, we're, so he's got his, his bye week. I believe his uh, his fiance, who he met at Iowa State, is from uh, Sumner, Iowa, and uh, so he just on his bye week said, "You know what? What the hell? I, I I could go vacation somewhere. I could go to the Bahamas. I could go to the Caribbean. I could go wherever." Uh, I'm going to go back and I'm going to get in at a beautiful, I don't oh, know if beautiful. that's a John Deere 4440, but it kind of <laughs> looks like it is. And he said, you know what? I'm going to help my, uh, my fiance's family with harvest. So I think this is normal. This, this happens every year for him on his bye week. Probably not every year, uh, but hey. Depending on when it, yeah, when harvest is, yeah, right? It, when it, is harvest? You know all this. Typically, re- we are in harvest season right oh, now. He probably right wanted now. to get right. back. Thanksgiving, pal. To the roots, you know? I mean that's not his. No pun intended, but yeah, not from Mm -hmm. Iowa. But you know he he spent a lot of time in Iowa. Obviously his in laws are in Iowa, and you know things the last couple games have been going as they should. So. There's nothing like getting into into a JD and out there during harvest. Yeah. Good, good just reset. reset. Yeah, good exactly. reset. Good way to humble yourself. You know, yeah, he is a starting quarterback of a team who is one of the Super Bowl favorites. But you know what? You if you want to really kind of get back to your roots, like Tony said, humble yourself. Then you strap on some some boots. You go crawl around in some pig shit and Hell you know yeah. harvest some corn and and that'll set you that'll set you right. You know, going into your next. Your next big game. Exactly. Okay, Pat, what do you think? I think we got Pat back up in his connection after they were done throttling us. Man, it looks like it's gotten much warmer there in the last three or four minutes as well. <laughs> what do you think of Brock Purdy nah. out there harvesting? Listen, I'm not normally this guy, but uh, they said I got real red real quick. I couldn't tell because you of the uh, smart because the because the sunglasses. But I'm not normally this human, but. Yeah, I've been spraying myself down. So if I look oil jacked and sweating, <laughs> that's because I'm taking care of myself, AJ. Okay, just like you do. And I'm going to reapply every 15 minutes, just like AJ Hawk does, so that he can remain that super cock, Caucasian. Uh, <laughs> but Brock Purdy taking the tractor another round, beautiful thing. It is almost like, as I watched it, meditating for me. And I know there's people that play the game of like driving the tractor because of how beautiful it is. How about how straight he was keeping that tractor, oh. boys? He might have had that GPS locked in there. I'm he, guessing they got some serious line. GPS on some of them. Rooms. No, no, he was freestyling. Yeah, nah, he's manual. got his hands on a wheel. That's some right autopilot there. situations <laughs> no, going on. No, I would do. Hey, now we can't. Son of a bitch. We yeah. gotta be You're efficient. We gotta be farmer. efficient, Pat. And guess what? We're gonna be efficient as well because we have a guy hanging out waiting. <laughs> that is the coach of an unbelievable football program, the Washington Huskies. I can't believe you said that about Brock Purdy. You don't think either. he's manning that? He's tractor? definitely manning it, Coach DeBoer. I, I we're going to bring you in, in a second. I, I'm sorry you have to see this see this argument on air. Uh, he's definitely in charge of everything going on there. But I'm just saying, there's some GPS, there's some autopilot. You got you got to be efficient, man. You can't miss one stalk of corn if you're chopping that down because you're going to lose money then, Pat. Yeah, I understand that John Deere is trying to make life easier for every farmer out there. And shout out to all the farmers that are the backbone of the United States of America. Not only like because the food that they are provide, but also that work ethic is something that we need to keep in our country forever and ever. And I got a chance to chat yesterday to a fourth generation farmer actually from Western Pennsylvania. And it just made me feel good. You know, the business sense of it, the work ethic sense of it and everything. But Brock Purdy doing that. And then you saying he ain't doing anything. He's like one of those pilots on a commercial plane that just go ahead and autopilot is insulting. Oh, they take off and Earth. land. They take off and land. They deal with the radios the whole time. Brock was in, in full charge there. Thank Pat. you. You know that. Hey, pilot today, video game pilot. Quick in, quick out. It was awesome. It was nice. a good experience. Ooh, love that. Oh, nice. Yeah, About time. Okay. Yeah, it was good. It was a great pilot. Young pilot. Yeah. Uh-oh. Said it to me at one point. What? 
Uh-oh, something's going on there. Pat. I don't know what's happening there. We might have to – you're getting throttled a little bit. It's not Coach DeBoer. But, Z, let, let's try. I don't know if we can or not, if he, if Coach DeBoer is still there. But if Coach Kalen DeBoer is still on the thing, let's welcome Coach DeBoer, the head coach, the Washington Huskies. Yes! yes. Coach! Woo! We got it, Coach. How you doing? Obviously, big, big test this weekend playing USC. How do how, how you feel like you guys are right now? Sorry, we're dealing with some some traffic here trying to situate how the internet is going. Pat will be back with us very soon. I think Pat's with us right now. But where's your team at right now? How do you feel <laughs> mentally, physically, everything about that? Yeah, you bet. It's good to be back on with you. It's crazy. It's uh, three weeks ago already when you guys were here. And, uh, man, time flies. But uh, we're in November now. So... Uh, it's good to see you, Pat, and uh, and uh, and all of you. But uh, we're we're still in Seattle. Uh, we do our normal uh, workout here in the morning, um, and then uh, we'll we'll head down to Southern Cal here this afternoon. Coach DeBoer, I'm getting cooked down here in Alabama. Right? I don't know if you see the color of my skin. It is quickly becoming a nice char. But I do look back on that time that we got to hang out up there in the beautiful Seattle area over your stadium. And I appreciate your time for us on that particular day. And you get that massive win over Oregon the next day. You know, a nice program builder, a staple, the whole country sees it. Then you guys struggle for a couple weeks, okay? And now the first CFP rankings come out and all anybody, all the college football experts are talking about is last two weeks, last two weeks, this team hasn't looked the exact same. From inside looking out, do you agree with that narrative? And what do you think you guys are trying to do to maybe utilize those two weeks as something that can propel you to a great rest of a season where there's a lot on the line, obviously? Yeah, I certainly understand the scores. Uh and, uh, you know, a play here and a play there, um, you know, I've kept it uh, to where it was close games, closer than, uh, you know, you, you're comfortable with and uh, especially our fan base. But, uh, you know, it's it's one of those things where, you know, we're just in the grind, uh, you know, and I don't think we're the only top tier team um, that has had some close ones. And um, everyone's gunning for you. You're getting everyone's best shot. Teams continue to Im- improve, and uh, it's not about comparing scores. Each and every game, each and every week, is its own is its own uh, is its own moment. And uh, we've we've definitely still found ways to to rise to the occasion at the right time and uh, make the plays needed to get to get the wins. Um, you know, this week would be another challenge in in a road trip uh, down at USC, a place we haven't been in a long time as a program. Hey, a win is a win. And at the end of the day, whenever the real rankings, the ones that matter at the end, we won't even think back to these two games where you was closer than anybody could have imagined. But I have heard, and I don't know if I'm supposed to say this or not, obviously, I've heard your team has been battling with a little bit of an illness too. I think that is a conversation that has not happened. Like the locker room got hit with a bug, right? And you don't want to make excuses ever, but there has, it hasn't been your best football and it also hasn't been your most healthy team and i don't think that's really been chatted about right coach i don't want to i don't want to say anything for you or speak out of pocket but i feel like that is something that i did not know whenever i was saying you know this washington team they don't look the same well they're not they weren't they haven't been that's allegedly is that true uh yeah i mean they're, they're, we're, we're in like i said i call it the grind you know and uh, every team gets hit in different ways it's might be injuries and and sickness so you know life moments, whatever they are, you know, and just, uh, you know, we've been, you know, working through that and, uh, you know, we're not going to make any excuses because the, the, every other team, uh, that we're, we're playing and, uh, every other team around the country is going through similar things, uh, in different ways. So, um, we just got to keep staying the course. I think the difference, uh, that we learned a year ago, uh, to this year is, uh, you know, how to get through those times. And, and a year ago, 
you know, we suffered two losses uh, when those moments hit us. And this year we found a way to still come out on top uh, in those games. Boston Connor has something for you, Coach. Yeah, Coach, you mentioned, you know, teams deal with uh, their own individual things, and USC's kind of been dealing with this little bit of a rut these past few weeks. Has this game almost turned into a trap game after, you know, your guys being up at five and them being towards the bottom of the pole? And have you had to kind of reiterate to your guys, like, hey, they might have lost two games, but this is a very, very good football team. And to your point, you know, you can get got any time, especially in November. Yeah, no, this uh, for us would not be a trap game just because we have so much respect for what they're, what who they are and the talent they have. Um, yeah, we know and understand they've had a couple of close games and a couple of close, a uh, couple of losses there. But, uh, you know, we know that these guys were the uh, preseason number one choice in the in the conference, uh, you know, when it came to the, the, the preseason rankings. But, uh, you know. For us, um, you know, we have nothing but respect and know that uh, it's going to be a hard-fought contest, especially when we go on the road down there. Hey, Caleb Williams, obviously, you said they were picked number one in the conference. It's because mostly because of what he's able to do on a football field. I mean, obviously, wins the Heisman last year, probably not going to be able to do it this year because of how the season has gone thus far. But whenever you're preparing for a guy like that, what is the mindset? What is the thoughts? And how do you kind of attack and kind of minimize what he's able to do every single week? Yeah, I think the the word minimize is one, you know, one of the great ways you got to look at it. And uh, he's such a great player. He's going to make plays. And uh, the, the whole key is a mindset, just lining back up and going back to work and and doing your job, you know, individually, collectively as a whole. Um, but it's not just it's not just Caleb Williams. It's a uh, it's a whole group of of athletes around him that uh, can can play at a high level. And so, um, you know, he's the one that drives that drives the ship. And, uh, you know, we certainly got to you know, uh, you know, attack in different ways and mix things up. But, uh, you know, it's it's uh, it's certainly impressive what he's done, not just this year, but throughout his career, his entire career. Todd Schmidt has something for you. Yeah, coach. Obviously, when you guys beat Oregon, we saw the resolve and the grit that your team has. And you obviously know how to win close games. But with these last two weeks and you've had a couple of those kind of like scares that you mentioned, is there any benefit to kind of getting that out of the way now? Because now you guys still have the opportunity down the home stretch here to be playing your best football before championship weekend and then ultimately the college football playoff. Yeah, I mean, I think when it comes down to the moments we've been in, um, we've learned that we can trust and believe in each other and everyone's going to keep fighting until the very end. I think uh, there's been moments, especially in the last couple of weeks, but even in the Oregon game where, you know, we had a chance to separate ourselves. And, uh, you know, those are learning moments, things that, uh, you know, we need to be uh, better at. And, uh, you know, that's that's, you know, where the scores have been a little closer and, uh, you know, take turnovers is, is one piece of it and just finishing. Um, you know, getting a, getting a stop and getting off the field at the right time. Um, you know, that's football and that's what every team's trying to do each and every week, trying to get better. Um, and that's been a big part of our focus. Everybody talks about Dan Lanning going for it on that fourth down in the fourth quarter. How about your defense making a stand on a fourth down in the fourth quarter to kind of win you a game, obviously. And then speaking of winning you a game, that quarterback and you know each other very well, obviously all the way back to your times in the beautiful state of Indiana together, Michael Penix Jr., uh, still the favorite for the Heisman. What have you learned about him through this patch with your team? And what have you seen from him this week that makes you believe that he's pumped for this Heisman battle with Caleb Williams this weekend? Yeah, just that he's a ultimate team player. Um, doesn't matter if he's just at the elite level point of his game or if there's a, you know, a drive where he's, uh, you know, maybe missed a guy, you know, and that he's human too, you know, but, uh, 
the team is the most important thing. And you can see through his leadership and through what he says and how he acts that it's all about our team winning. And, um, you know, we, we certainly look to him for those big moments and those big plays because um, he's done it so much for us. And that's what one piece of uh, what makes us super, you know, uh, a great football team. But, uh, man, he's just, uh, you know, guy in charge and the quarterback, uh, you know, is usually that guy, but he's extra special when it comes to that. Coach, what kind of atmosphere are you guys expecting uh, Saturday? Like, what are you what are you telling the boys? I'm sure they're getting pretty excited. Uh, USC obviously stumbled a little bit, but it's still USC. Yeah, we expect. Uh, I think we've kind of seen wherever we've gone, um, and we haven't had um, a lot of road trips. But wherever we've gone, it seems like the environment's been a little better than what it has in previous games, and so we expect. Uh, uh, hostile environment going down there and uh yeah i'm excited it sounds like our fans uh are ready to go down there too and uh we'll we'll be real well represented so it's going to be a great football game you know down there in Southern I know, california i know it wasn't usc it was the other school in la but let's take some locks for those lockers <laughs> too, you know what i mean let's take some locks uh-huh. for those lockers and let's make sure nothing's happening you know in that locker room while you guys are playing this incredible game uh college football playoff rankings come out and i alluded to it earlier you know, because the judgment of how you're playing, everything, yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys are five. Uh, do you use that as motivation? Do you talk about that? That's a cool moment for your program, right? Like, I, I, I went to West Virginia, and when we were ranked, like, number three, I remember how cool we all thought it was because it wasn't normal for us to be ranked number three. I think, like, the Alabamas of the world where we're here and the Ohio States of the world, like, they get very pissed if they're not high enough in the rankings. But there's some schools that are coming onto the scene where it's like, we're the fifth team in the country right now. We were number three in the country. Like, how did you utilize that? What was your message to the team after they came out? Because obviously in 2023, everybody's hearing every piece of information. Yeah, we haven't spoke about it a lot um, because we know. And, and if we spoke about it, it was even before the rankings came. And that, uh, you know, the month of November is really going to determine everything that happens. And and the first rankings are going to happen. And, uh, you know, I, I mean, I get it. There's five undefeated teams. And, you know, you got to find those little dividers and things that uh, – separate one, two, three, four, and five. And, um, you know, a lot of it has to do with, uh, you know, the most recent um, plays playing and, and scores. And, um, you know, so it is what it is, but there's a, there's a, a lineup, you know, in the Pac-12 that we're going to be up against to where, you know, we do what we're supposed to, it will all play out and uh, we'll be just fine because our, our conference is uh, loaded from top to bottom. Um, you know, six ranked teams still right now, um, eight at one point, you know, at some point in the season. And even those teams that aren't ranked um, are getting better uh, through with new coaching staff. So um, it's a tough conference schedule. And, uh, you know, the rest will take care of itself here in November for us. Yeah, still the number five team in the country, though. That's pretty sick. Yeah, pretty yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, we, we know we need to play like that. And, uh, you know, we've been kind of right in that window, um, you know, all year long. So it's, it's something we've become accustomed to. Yeah, it's oh, cool. I love that. Is that something – I guess that you can use as motivation. I know Pat asked you on it. You don't really talk about it a whole lot, but as the season goes, I would imagine it's tough not to take a peek over there and make sure, hey, if we're, we're, we continue to win, we better be inside that top four. I can tell you that. Yeah, I mean, I think that we, we just all understand that, uh, you know, with the with the teams we're facing, that that will that will that will work itself out. And uh, you know, we yeah. What do you got? Hey, what do you got, on on Coach? Coach, what do you got? You got three we, ranked opponents coming back to back to back here, right? Right. Yeah. We got Utah next week and then Oregon state and then the apple cup against Washington state. So, um, you know, it's just, 
I, you you kind of you kind of tested me there because we're so focused on uh, this next game. I had to think about it for a second, but uh, but uh, it's been discussed enough and, and thrown in my face enough. Uh, you know, the whole last year when the when the schedule came out to where I remembered what November is all about. But uh, you know, yes. we we had focused on improving each and every week, and uh, when that's the you know, it doesn't mean as, as a team it all shows up, but there are areas of our team where you can see the improvement and the growth happen. And the experiences we're going through are just uh, hardening us to where, you know, I think we're 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 gonna, uh, you know, be be uh, where we want to be when it comes to the end of end of the month. Nice, yeah. One one day at a time, one game at a time. We can't wait to watch, Coach. It's going to be fun to watch you guys from here on out. So thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate yeah. it, ladies and gentlemen. Coach Kalen DeBoer. Yeah, thank you, man. He's cool. He, he's one of the guys. He gets it too. And man, what a tough stretch for his squad. Are you kidding me? The next, they're all. I mean, what are you supposed to do? Yeah, you got to win every game. That's the thing. You got to win right. all your games. If you start looking at like the schedules that are left for like Michigan, for instance, now, mm-hmm. boy, oh boy, another one, another yep. one popped up last night. But What's like, uh, that's what? That's another. I mean, what is what is real? What is real? In gotta this stop bleeding. God, I don't know. And my algo knows, dude. Oh, my algo, yeah. like, excuse me. You want to know this? You want to know this? <laughs> but you start looking at the schedules that are remaining. It's like Michigan's got a tough one. Mm-hmm. Michigan's got tough. They got they got the reason why Ohio State is ranked number one right now. Uh, Michigan still got coming up pretty much, and yep. they really haven't been tested. Not their fault, but that's real. And in the Pac-12, from twenty to fifteen rankings, like there's four Pac-12 teams in there. Like twenty, I think nineteen, eighteen, sixty, like. They, and they're all playing each other still through the season. Yeah. Go, it's like it is a insane situation uh, that the Pac-12 is going to go to. And I think this particular season, if you look at how the first ranking was, strength of opponents a big deal. Strength mm-hmm. of schedule, strength of record, everything like that. Like I think Ohio State's in the top five in both of those. They're the only ones. Other teams are like one eleven in like strength of record or strength of schedule. One hundred and eleventh. I mean, yeah. some of them in the top four. And it's like. Ohio State's like top five in strength of schedule, strength of record. I think that's why they're number one. These Pac-12 teams, even though there's losses across the board pretty much, there is still, except for Washington, there's a chance in that particular avenue of impressing people to climb quick with the number of teams they're playing that have a number next to it, which I think means something to this particular committee mm-hmm. more than maybe committees have passed. Connor? Yeah, especially like those wins on the road, you know, you've talked about with Ohio State, like going into Notre Dame in a hostile environment. But how much do you think these coaches are thinking about next year? Like, my God, I can't wait till, you know, it's not just four teams because yeah. there are going to be a bunch of teams that are very, very good that would provide good matchups that aren't going to make the college football playoff. And you got to think some places, I mean, even Bama, where you're at right now, is like, holy shit, I can't wait till there's more than four teams because then not every single loss is like the end of the world and i don't want to dive too deep into this conversation you know because we are going to start sounding like oh that's a smart thing to bring up but if you think (laughs) about the the big picture here of teams transitioning into the big 10 and the sec kind of becoming Mm -hmm. you know the thing obviously with the acc gaining strength from the opposite side of the country which is interesting but these these games that are mattering to the committees and obviously next year with 12 it's going to be different especially because if you win your championship you're automatically in but there's going to be ranked a lot of ranked games happening on a very regular basis. Your in-conference schedule now is going to potentially become a much more difficult one than maybe it has in the past for a lot of these top-end teams, which is going to provide great entertainment for us as college football fans. But for the committee, it's going to get tough 
the kind of oh yeah who who what you know because whenever who is it Penn State next year yeah they got like USC UCLA and then Ohio State like three weeks straight in the middle of the season next yeah year. Yep. They had, that's a little bit of a different schedule than what it normally has been where okay you have Ohio State which is going to be tough but then you're playing like uh no offense to any of these teams but you understand what I'm saying yeah like you get Illinois or like a Rutgers or like North something Western, like that mm-hmm. it's like Okay, we can maybe not play our best football and still sneak by with a win because the teams are good, but not great. Now it's like every week, you're gonna, next year, every week, some of these teams, you're going to have to show up or you're going to get exposed. You might see like three losses for teams we that go. we have not seen three losses for in a long, long time because all it is is two-week schneid and boom, you're done. And it's, uh, it's good for football, I think, even though a lot of people are going to hate it at the beginning. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you look the you know the Big Ten released their schedules for next year, and it, it damn near every single team. It's just it's a murderer's row, pretty much week after week after week after week. And then even Michigan, I think one of their non-conference games they play Texas yeah. next year, and then they also have Ohio State, Oregon, Washington. Oh. Like you're right, some of these teams who this year you know you go from not necessarily even playing a cupcake schedule, but like with how difficult it's going to be next year, some of these top end teams like very realistically. We could see multiple teams with like four or five losses. You think it makes the top you, 12? Well, I don't know about that. What do you, how many I'm losses do you think you can have? I don't, three losses and make the top 12? There'll, yeah, be, there'll yeah, be at least yeah, one team definitely in there. Definitely like three, that. yeah. I mean, we're going to have to find out what the new trend is depending upon what conference they come from. But there's no two-loss team that's ever made it to the college football playoff. And if we think about what's going to happen next year at all these new conferences that are being created, the Pac-12, last year of it, it is this. Yeah. This is what the, the Pac-12 is, what we were projecting for the Big Ten next year and for the SEC mm-hmm. and for the ACC, where it's like big game, big game, big game. Washington's got three straight here against top 20 teams. Like, that's tough. It's towards the end of the year, too. Yep. But if you make it through it, you're calloused. You're going to be ready to play whoever and whatever, and you've mm-hmm. earned your way into the playoff, which is, I think, all any of us want. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's what matters. Man, when you open it up to 12... I mean, what are some of like people talk about unintended consequences? What are some of those yeah. that we don't foresee that that could have, like what could it do awesome to some this. programs? I mean, it should be unbelievable. Do we know how they're structuring all of it? The game, like the first round games and all that. Uh, yeah, they get yes. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, there's the first round one home game, and the conference champions get buys, and then the next game is at a neutral site, or is that also a home game? I don't know. Uh, I think it's neutral site next yeah. round. I think the first round is only home games, yeah. but they'll take the champions from all the conferences, and then it's like the best uh, group of six school, I think, makes it in, and then the rankings kind of fill in the rest. So there's going to be teams, you know, I mean, everybody's talking about March Madness, you know, March Madness, March Madness, March <laughs> Madness. But the ball is the same size, and the hoop is the same size. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the difference with basketball. Uh, and I understand that the football is the same size, and the field is the same size, but the humans... Uh, at like Georgia, Ohio State, you know, Bama, obviously right. these schools. Taking on some of these other schools, I'll be excited to see how it goes. I'll be excited to see if there is some like. big-time upsets that potentially happen because I think every team is going to get better with the continuation of this NIL and transfer portal and everything like that. But there's going to be some teams that are going to get boat raced in this thing. And I, I, I think, uh, especially with home games taking place, uh-huh. but that's already happening in the college play. It happened in the national yeah. championship. Dang so. Yeah. To Pat, Who cares? To, to Pat's point, yeah, like last year Tulane got in because they were the best group of five or whatever, and they actually came back and they beat USC. But I think Air Force this year, like Air Force, would have to play. I think Washington, which would be interesting or something like that, if it, if it if it ended right now or whatever. But yeah, you'll have some of those matchups. And James Madison, you know, next year they're going to yep. be able to actually eligible. Be eligible. They're undefeated right now. It's like mm-hmm. 
I would, I'm happy for him. I'm pumped for him. But like some of those matchups, it's going to be hard to like pick the underdog. Yeah. Gonna, yeah. You know, like as you're, but which could create magical moments. That's which is what college football like has become. Bingo. And our West Virginia team, yeah. I guess. Mm -hmm. When we beat Georgia in the Sugar Bowl in Atlanta, our freshman year with freshman quarterback, freshman running back, like that whole thing, and, you know, not really highly recruited. It's like, that's a magical moment. Nobody had us. I think that, it was, that and changes then when we the course of the program. Yeah, huge. From there on out. It really does. Forever. And then you, we play Oklahoma in the Fiesta Bowl. I missed two kicks. We're not in the national championship. Instead, we're in the lowly BCS Fiesta Bowl. It's kind of how it was viewed by everybody, even though West Virginia hadn't won a BCS Bowl until two years before that. But nonetheless, we go out there to take on Oklahoma. Coach Stoops actually said he, he thought he wished they were playing against a better opponent. He said, I, I mean, I, and then it was like Did he really say it like that? Or do you took it? You interpreted yeah. it that way. How did it come out? It, yeah, to be honest, uh, Pat McAfee in that stage, that was shortly after the missed kicks. I mean, I was going through some stuff. I don't think I remember exactly what was said by anybody other than the people that wanted me dead. I remember those things word for word. But it was a very much a rally cry throughout our locker room, like very much a rally cry. Like these people want to play somebody better. And then the poll came out. It was probably on ESPN, which we're kind of a part of the problem now, where it was like, I forget the percentage, but Owen Schmidt actually cut a promo after we win the Fiesta Bowl, after he has a dominating performance. And he's like, if you look at the map of who voted to win this game it was like 95 percent, and the only people that believed were the state of west virginia nice. and it's like we end up getting that win over oklahoma and it's a cool story we're gonna have a lot of those moments potentially built into this 12 game playoff mm -hmm. and i think it's beautiful for the sport and it's obviously great for the schools our program is vastly different after that win than it was before and hopefully we can get back to those days which it feels like the boys are humming and trusting the climb hell <laughs> yeah yeah you might not remember it but that is a thousand percent how rich rod you know told you guys about that with a, probably a few more expletives in, inside what that stoops statement. yeah about what stoops oh, yeah. said i'm sure rich rod probably rich he, rod was gone oh no it was bill stewart bill stewart yeah it was bill stewart Bill Stewart let us know, though. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Coach Stewart let us know. Uh, his son, Blaine, by the way, kicking ass at West Virginia right now. He's doing interviews now, Tone. Did you see that? I did. I, I saw that. Uh, he, you know, he doesn't mind the limelight a little bit. What do you nah, mean? What are you trying to say, Tone? What the hell? trying to say, He's got a good Instagram. You painted your yeah. head and all of your body red for Halloween. That was Halloween. Yeah, he inspired that guy, motivated that guy. Best game came after... You know, three days after Thank Tone you, did that. Pat. Two that's days true. after Tone Thank did you, that. This, so guy's, some, this guy's a real about. piece of shit today. <clears throat> ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks. Predicting upsets. Winning my bracket group. And leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Capital One. <clears throat> ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks. Predicting upsets. Winning my bracket group. And leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Allstate.
Hey, you should see, as soon as he walked over here, it was as if a movie star arrived. You know when you can feel handsome? Like, you know when he walks in? Like Jesse Palmer. Jesse Palmer sure. walked by us that one time uh -huh. in a hotel, and it was like, damn, I could actually feel the radiation. <laughs> Same thing with Reese when he walked. I forget what we were talking about in the last hour, but he showed up right over here, and I was like, oh, my God, look at this thing. Uh -huh. He's back home. He's from Alabama. Ladies and gentlemen, the host of College Game Day Football, Basketball, also the College Football Playoff Reveal on Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. and the College Game Day Podcast, an Alabama man who has no bias because he's the consummate professional. Yeah. He will also be hosting – College football prime time tomorrow night with all of us idiots in the Thunderdome. Reese Davis is here. Yeah, I, I, I'm really excited. I can't tell you how many people have asked me, have you been to the Thunderdome before? I mean, I'm excited to go. This is going to be a treat. Yeah, I, to go in I think that's it. certainly one way to describe it. We, uh, <laughs> we, The reason why we're incredibly pumped is because how talented you are. Uh, getting a chance to watch your brain, it's incredible how you can direct traffic. You're a great host. You need to know that. You're handsome and a great host. But also, the the way you can retain information is absurd. You're an incredibly smart fella from Alabama. Awesome to know that. Breaking down stereotypes every single day here <laughs> on this particular program. You're a genius. But like this type of thing, it is right in your breadbasket. And I think people are worried that we're only going to have the ESPN games or ABC games. That ain't true. That's not we're going to be able to showcase every single game in a highlight fashion, but we'll be able yep. to do it. And I think it's be good for all of college football. Mm -hmm. You're the right guy for the job. Should be a blast tomorrow night. Uh, I'm, I'm fired up about it. When I first started hosting college football for ESPN a long time ago before there were wall-to-wall -wall games my favorite part of being in the studio was when we would have like maybe an hour to hour and a half fill and we'd be able to bounce around the games and sometimes they would let us do a little taste of what we're going to do tomorrow night and just talk over the games as they're happening and never got to do it in an extended form it was always just for short fill periods but it's it's a ton of fun. I can't wait to do it. It's going to be fun. Yeah, and you just get us there, and uh, we'll ruin all your credibility. And <laughs> as fast as I doubt that. I uh, doubt that. Tone has a question for you, Reese. Yeah, Reese. Uh, one thing when I was looking at the college football playoffs, there there's situations where like Texas is above Oklahoma when they both have one loss, um, and then there's situations where like um, wash or where there's other one loss teams or two loss teams where the head to head doesn't matter. Do you think they do that on purpose so that later down the line they could say, Hey, in our first one, we had some teams where head to head didn't matter. And some teams where head to head did, did matter. Do you think they, they plan that far out or it's just how they're viewing teams right now? I, I really believe Tony, it's just how they're viewing teams right now. And it's part of the, it's part of the puzzle. It should be a big part of it head to head because you have to make the games count. But it can't necessarily be everything. I mean, I've used the example a few weeks ago. There were four Pac-12 teams, all ranked, all one loss, all had beaten each other. Mm -hmm. So then you can't make head-to-head -head the only thing that counts because as soon as you say, well, this, a, Team A beat Team B, well, Team D beat Team A. You know, so yeah, so you know, I think it's a, it's a it's a big part of it, but it can't be everything. Team D comes in, <laughs> drops the hammer on it. Uh -huh. Whenever you see, when you see that top twenty-five reveal, and you guys refuse to know what it is beforehand. <laughs> So as you're digesting and taking it in, I think one of the incredible things was, and we just talked to uh, Kalen DeBoer, from like twenty to fifteen, there's four Pac-12 teams. It's the last season of the Pac-12, but Washington has to play every single one of them, seemingly over the next four weeks. There's other teams. Michigan's about to face its hardest part mm -hmm. of the schedule. Feels like this particular committee is ranking strength of win 
much more important than anything else. Is that normal? And what does that mean going forward, do you think, for a team that maybe has one, maybe even two losses if everybody kind of cannibalizes each other in this tough finish for everybody? What do you think that means whenever they're judging at the end? They've always made that an important thing. Now, the committee, the makeup of the committee changes, so maybe people think about it differently as they come onto the committee. But historically, when the, the chair comes out and explains what they've done, they always reference they've beaten this team that we have ranked. So if they've evaluated te a team good enough to be ranked and you've beaten them, then that's a big mark in your corner. So I think it is it is important. I think it'll be very helpful to the Pac-12 teams as we come down the stretch, assuming that we don't wind up with a bunch of two-loss Pac-12 teams, which might make it more difficult. Well, and then the a ACC, is there enough numbers in front of mm -hmm. teams to get them in the end for the conversation? Anytime you have judgment on the line, people are going to be pissed about it. But to go back to your point, that's why Ohio State's number one, right? That mm -hmm. Notre Dame win, huge. Mm -hmm. That Penn State win, huge. Their defense is complete. I heard Boo talk about it to you, about how they feel like a full team this year. The defense is top five in every single stat. And then you you heard him chit-chat about those wins. When Ohio State's at number one, even though maybe their offense hasn't been as good as another team, or their defense maybe has been good, but it hasn't been the best in the entire country, how do you take that? How do you judge that? And does strength of schedule mean that much in the whole thing? I think it means a lot. If you're asking me my judgment, I don't think Ohio State's the best team wow. right now. AJ, Whoa. I mean, Easy. I think a full committee said. I, I think guy. they're. Jeez. I think they're the most deserving team. I think they've got the best resume. They have the okay. two best wins. But if you ask me right now, do I think they would beat Georgia? The answer is no. Do I think they would beat Michigan? I don't. You know. Wow, well, they know their yeah, place. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. So that might change it. But they. But I'm not saying okay. they couldn't do it. They might. I'm just saying if I'm putting subjective judgment on it right now. I don't think they're the best team. That was fun to watch, AJ, your Ohio State team get the credit that they got because the strength of schedule, strength of record, and then their defense getting talked about is a huge deal, AJ. Yeah, it definitely is. I mean, like I said yesterday, like Coach Saban said, hey, you don't win out, nothing happened. Nothing, uh, it doesn't matter really for your team, especially when you're up there in one of those hopefully top four. But Boston Connor has something for you, Reese. Yeah, Reese, uh, Pat's not lying. When you came on the screen, you kind of looked yeah. like uh, John Hamm from Top Gun, oh. if you do recall. Oh, hey, I'll, say like, I'll, I'll say he looks like I'll say he looks like John Hamm. Uh-oh. Bottom gun, too. Oh, <laughs> yeah. okay. We know what get. that means. Whoa. Jeez, Louise, probably hard to sit on the stool. But, Reese, when we're looking at these teams, especially like Utah or Washington, excuse me, who has this crazy run where they have to play great teams every week, and we're even talking about next year how, you know, some of these conferences, the schedules are just going to be insane. But do you think that teams would rather play them like early on when they're fresher, when, you know, they're, they're still that kind of high of the season? starting or towards the end where they kind of have their team you know kind of lined out know exactly what they're good at what they're bad at mm -hmm. like how do you think some of these teams are going to want to schedule going forward and also you know how is it uh, effective this year well I think uh and what Pat and AJ would know this better than I do but I from watching over the years it always feels like to me that it's like the third one in a row if you have a couple in a row, you can kind of get through those. It's that third time if you have to get up three times in a row to play high-level teams and then beyond that. I think that's the toughest part of it. So it's almost how does your schedule fall? And I would like to think that the committee takes that into consideration, especially this time of year. So like with Washington, if you have one clunker this time of year, probably excusable it's when you start having the second one where you raise an eyebrow as washington they, has a little bit they, they had uh they had a thing right yeah there was they had it was a, a sickness and sickness. Uh -huh. yeah it's gonna happen like yeah homes 
But at this stage, having that little adversity, not that big of a deal, especially if you have a dub. Mm -hmm. Late in the season, probably going to be a little bit more mm -hmm. of a sway. Let's talk about late in the season. The SEC West is potentially being decided tomorrow right mm -hmm. here in this beautiful stadium. How do you see this one going, and what do you think uh, Nick Saban saying to the boys right now as we speak? I, I think a lot of it is... Uh, Alabama alum. Yeah, I, was, uh, I, w I went to practice for a little while yesterday, and I saw him oh, wow. go, and a lot of the same messaging occurred about staying in the moment you know, forgetting about the last play, don't think about the next one. I think all those things, are that's the messaging. To me, it's almost a style-type game. If we start running up and down this field here, LSU's big advantage, LSU. They're built to win a game like that. If it gets more a little bit of a fist fight, then I think advantage goes to Alabama, and a lot of it will be if they can keep uh, Jaden Daniels from converting third downs. You know, when they have him almost off the field and then he scrambles and gets out, moves the chains, keeps the drive going, that will spell trouble for Alabama. Hey, how many times have you done game day here? Oh, man. Um, probably, this is my ninth year of game day. I would say probably at least seven or eight, something like that. Hey, we're going to be here tomorrow morning, bright and early. They got tents set up where I mm -hmm. think they're their tailgating areas, they've added tents to that area behind the last time. Here we go. So cool. So I have no idea what to expect tomorrow. Very, very excited and thankful for it. And Reese, we're going to hop on a bird, get back to the Thunderdome, and do our thing with college football. Prime time. Hell yeah. Beautiful Reese Davis. We can't thank you enough, brother. Man, my pleasure. Thank I'm you, Reese. Thanks, Reese. Thanks, fun you, Reese. See you guys. Appreciate Reese. you, Reese. Yeah, Reese. Appreciate it, Reese. Woo. Pat, how I don't know you might he's doing, you might have to reset over there. Mm -hmm. He's got he's got to talk to Reese. But first off, how handsome is Reese? That was absurd. How smart is Reese? Sweet shades. Yep. Everything. Awesome. Like he's just so. Connor Reese has never had. What do they say? He never had like a. Never even had a piece of hair out of place. The dude seems no. to always be in control of every moment he lives in. Yeah, he's a clean cut individual, and uh, I, I don't know where exactly he's sitting Saturday, but it better not be next to me because if it is, I'm going to be pretty pissed because I look like a slob even more so than I do now. Oh yeah, you don't want the, the contrast. Yeah, exactly. nobody wants to be right. Yeah, Reese. you don't want to be next to the ten. You know, no, right. you, you won't be, be near him. No, not you at won't all. Be near him. Thank okay. God. There yeah, you go. you want, yeah, yeah. We got you at least a couple people away. Smart. Good. Now, yeah. I have to bear the burden of sitting next to that thing. I mean, <laughs> he's walking out of here. There's just like an aura. Yeah, skin, you know, sure. Oh, his own bubble. Look at this guy. Where is he? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Even the guy next to him can't is. even look at him. He doesn't even. That's realize. Ryan. You know, Ryan. Ryan's a dog. Oh, yeah. Ryan totally. ass off. Ryan's awesome. Ryan knows that. What a cool guy. Reese doesn't even understand the moxie that he does have. No, no he does. It's not he, Cody. He glides, doesn't he? He just oh, kind of yeah. glides. It's like the Alabama turf is almost walking him to the exit. Yeah. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like an airport moving sidewalk. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of always yeah. under his feet. You know what I mean? Like it's always under. This world is a moving sidewalk for Reese Davis. <laughs> pretty much. Except as he glides. You talked float. about him looking like John Hamm in all aspects. Yeah. So yeah, if he's absolutely. on that moving sidewalk, he does. He's got not just two. That's parts. another movie. He's got he three was things in. hitting the ground. Oh, uh, some turf burn. You're saying? Yeah, that's gonna be tough for him. Yeah. But hey, look, there you go. Hey, lube it up, lube it up. You need it, man. It looks, it looks hot down there. Bro. Oh yeah, it really does. You know what they say about this Alabama sun? What's that? Hot, hot. hot. Never said. Still got his fastball, huh? As you say. Yeah, sun seems to not have lost its fastball, and. I know there's a couple big-time debates and conversations about it, and I don't know if any of the climate has changed down here in Alabama or if this is just how it is, but when we arrived, when we arrived, <laughs> yeah. when we arrived here, not arrived, arrived, it was cold as shit. I mean, very, very cold. 
And then all of a sudden, it's starting to really heat up out here. And I think it's because the football gods are saying, excuse me, mm -hmm. it is November. It is Tuscaloosa. We got a massive football game tomorrow. Let's go ahead and showcase our best. And that is certainly happening right now. But much to the chagrin of my skin, I am getting cooked from outside and in right now. Just got a text message from an Achilles rehabber. Uh, he said, I need to find some zinc to put on my body because he's watching and he's a little bit worried about what's going what on. What is zinc? Like let Achilles rehab. Is that guy putting his... Is that the same guy that puts his foot in the ocean and lets the uh, dolphins put their seminal fluid all over it? That's not what happened. Uh, well. That was being – I don't know about the last part. I didn't hear that particular rumor, but that is potentially similar rumors have been said about this particular gentleman as well. And I will say with what he's doing with one particular part of his body, I, I can imagine he knows what my skin needs right now. So mm -hmm. I'm going to be on a hunt for zinc. I, uh, okay. I think that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to try to door dash some zinc straight to the field. It's going to be tough. I had to go through security. There was a dog out there. I'm like, is that bomb? Or, and they said, bomb, it's good. We yep. have to move it. <laughs> we're, <good. And>, uh, <laughs> we're having an absolute blast. We're having an absolute blast here. It's beautiful, AJ. Absolutely beautiful. It is beautiful. And there's something we want to pivot to. Leonard Williams, I don't know if, if any of the boys have seen or, or heard anything that's going on with Leonard Williams. There's a cool clip from his uh, presser that I know Foxy has. And we're going to run it here in a second. But, man, before you watch this, just think of – it seems like these organizations treat their players right, do the right things, and this is another example, I think, of that. So, Fox, if we have that, let's run that little clip. I mean, I definitely knew it was a possibility. Um, Getting traded. And I think, you know, the Thank way you. it was proposed to me uh, through my GM and, and with my agents was uh, a respectful way, I think. Um, you know, I've been traded before, and it was very abruptly, and I kind of had, like, no say or anything like that. Uh, where in this situation, you know, my GM kind of came to me and, and told me that he wasn't shopping for uh, shopping me around and, you know, but, you know, out of respect for me and, and where I'm at in my career being a little older, he was pretty much letting me know that, you know, there was a few teams, including Seattle, um, that were um, on the winning side of, of the season and, and uh, going to make a push this year. And, uh, you know, he was just like, I know you have a connection with a lot of those guys over there. So he was pretty much like, you know, let me know before 4 o'clock today, talk with your agents and stuff like that. So the way it happened felt a little more negoti uh, negotiated. And uh, I think it, it, it went well. Was that Monday? Yeah, that was Monday. So Leonard Williams, Pat, right there, I thought that was awesome to see. Like, he was involved in his trade. And he's, he's uh, I believe, in his ninth year as con man, just let me know. So... Being a vet like that, isn't that how you want to – you kind of want to be a part of it, even though you understand, hey, I'm getting traded, whatever. Let me have a little bit of say in that. What do you think? Is this – could we see more of this in the future? Because this, for me, feels like it's pretty unique. Not all GMs will do this. Well, you heard about Kevin O'Connell yesterday whenever he spoke to us, talking about how, yeah, it's just reality that guys are going to see everything. And then we asked him how old he was. He was 38 years old. Okay, so I think a younger generation of people are going to maybe do things differently. Their messaging is going to be different. Now, there's always going to be situations where players are going to get blindsided and they're going to learn that they have to pick up their family, pick up their kids, the school, everything that they've kind of put into this particular town. And they're getting shipped across the country, especially somebody in their ninth year. Who knows what type of business or family setup Leonard has? I should have looked into that. I apologize for not doing that. But that's just trades as a whole. So the fact that Joe kind of told him, hey, listen, here's the deal. People are calling. We got a good offer. There's good stuff happening, but I only do this if you really want us to do this. Now, I assume he was told we could just do this without your mm -hmm. acknowledgement anyways. Mm -hmm. Just want to let you know that. But we do appreciate and value you as a human being. 
And we would just like to get your thoughts around it, around it. And if you're against it, definitely tell us why. And we could potentially work something different. I think it might be just a new way of doing business. Although there will always be people that are either too scared to have that conversation with somebody. Cause a lot of that in business happens as well. A lot of that happens in a lot of people's lives where something doesn't go good or isn't going good and they don't say anything or they don't want to say anything. They just want to avoid the conflict, avoid the conversation. So I think it takes a certain amount of courage to go and tell somebody that you're thinking about moving on from them and their services are no longer needed for your team. But I think this next generation of coaches and GMs and gatekeepers in all companies and all businesses, not just the NFL, are going to do things a little bit differently. And it seems like it's more so like, hey, you're a human as well, which we were just learning recently over the last 10 years, seemingly. Yeah, that's the thing. And, and Connor, I'm going to ask you in a second, but when we see this happen, so Joe Shane in in New York, John Schneider's the GM in Seattle. Those guys talk. I, I wonder how much they went back and forth before they kind of mentioned it to, to Leonard and gave him a little bit of an opportunity to not pick, but you know have have a say in what's going on. Maybe a little bit, but Conman, what's I want to ask you? No, I th- I think I think it was very close. I think yep. business was it was that was on Monday trade deadline Tuesday right. four. Yep. Yeah. I would I would assume you know what I mean. I would assume like they had the deal. Pretty much. Yeah, you're right. You know what I mean? And like Lombardi said yesterday, he's like, in theory, he's former GM in the NFL. In theory, deals make sense, right? In theory, this guy goes to this team, this team's selling, this team is buying. Ah, do it. But then you think about the deals have to be made and the deals have to be good. That takes a lot, I think, to get to a good spot for both sides, except for the Bears is what Lombo said. But it feels like (laughs) that takes a lot of discussion, you know? So I think they would probably have to have a deal done and then say, okay, final thing here. Let's see how this is going to go because Seattle doesn't want a pissed off guy either. You know, it's in their best interest not to have a guy that's not happy to make the deal happen either. Yeah, it's true. And Connor, I just thought of the Patriots. You think the Patriots, they're known to like, most teams don't give their players much information at all. Like the less you know, the better they feel like they don't, they're never going to tell you how many sprints you're running. They're usually not going to tell you. Players are always saying, oh, how many periods of practice today? And coaches will try to hide the script. No, we don't care. And they see, oh, 28 periods, and they all lose their mind or whatever, depending on how, how long your periods are. Can you ever see the Patriots and Bill Belichick doing this? Do they ever let these guys in on stuff like that? Uh, I'm two, not- spe- two special teams periods. Thanks, God. Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure, uh, honestly, about you know the specifics of Belichick and them, but I just immediately thought about McDaniels and Waller. Like Waller, he got shipped out of town after getting paid. What happened for it, real? What was the issue? I, it seemed. Like, well, I think it's a wedding. The, yeah, wait, the wedding. So yeah, wait, yeah. Was, felt was not invited to the wedding, and that was the issue. Is that truly? Connor knows. Connor knows better than me. Honestly, he looked the story. Me. The story goes that yes, McDaniel's was not invited, and then some way, somehow, the location of Kelsey Plum and Darren Waller's wedding was oh. either made public or was found out by a lot of people, and not everyone said it was McDaniels, but there was a lot of like, well, there's one guy that, you know, Darren Waller doesn't maybe see eye to eye with that wasn't invited to the wedding that, Mm. you know, also is about to ship this guy out of town. So people pointed to McDaniels, but just strictly talking about the knowledge of it and Leonard Williams, like he, he's an old regime guy too. So it's not like Joe Shane and he got paid by the older Mm -hmm. teams, by the old regime. So it's not as if Joe Shane or Dayball have any sort of connection to Leonard Williams as far as bringing him in, but 
definitely not how you know some guys go about it, and specifically McDaniel's, which does go back to the Patriot way, kind of being like that. But mm-hmm. I would assume instead of doing the uh, whole entire not telling the player, Bill, as we've been told by Ninkovich and other people, he's pretty straight up with people. Like, hey, I think you're going to stink this year. You know, you had ten <laughs> sacks last year. It feels like you're going to have maybe six or seven this year. So we're going to pay you much less. Um, so they kind of avoid those situations where they're just blindsiding people because Bill just tells them right to their face. He's not scared of conflict. No. You're getting old. Sure, you had a great season. We don't think you're going to have a good season next year. Here's your offer. It feels like that is more so how Bill goes about it rather than blindside people. Well, I don't know because remember who was the re- Jamie Collins. Yeah. yeah. J- uh, Jamie Collins got blindsided. Uh, the Van Noy stuff. That, that's why I've kind of gone like that because Van Noy. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. The big- Jamie Collins stuff is hilarious. Hey, <laughs> did you remember the story? Yeah, what exactly happened? So allegedly, this is all just kind of rumors and alleged, and obviously this show is, you know. Good at it. We say allegedly. We say allegedly. Still got a report this on is, There was, we're not the people that made this up. No. No. I would just like that to be now. We are just letting people know that this story exists out there. And if anybody would like to correct it, it's probably smart. But allegedly, Jamie Collins went into the team meeting room, and I guess Belichick was in there, and he said something about getting paid or his contract being up, and it was yep. kind of overheard. And then the next day, like legitimately the next day is how the story goes. He was traded to Cleveland Browns back when the Cleveland Browns were the Cleveland Browns. And it was like, oh, is that right? Anybody else want to talk about contracts here in the middle of team meeting? Because he he just went to hell. He's actually went to hell. Mm -hmm. He just went to Cleveland. So good luck. And then Jamie Collins ends up back there. So I think there's been those types of trades that have been made as well in the history of the NFL that are maybe like uh, sending a message or letting people know what's happening isn't going to fly in the future, or also telling the rest of the team, I see what you all are seeing. We don't need this person in our locker room. And also we were able to get something back. And to go back to Leonard Williams, him handling it the way he handled it too, whenever they approached him and told him they were going to trade him is a very mature way very to handle mature, things as very well. Mature. Yeah. Like I, I, I think these GMs are probably scared to do that because their, their biggest fear, they're scared of conflict is that the person's going to freak out and be so mad and sad and devastated and standoffish and hate this person forever. So I think they're kind of scared that that is potentially going to take place when they say, Hey, yeah, we, we kind of stink at football and people think you're very important. So we're going to try to get better for the future, which you don't want to wait around for. Is that okay? Some people get really mad about that. You know, so that'd be the first time some people are told that they're not good enough or not wanted on a football team. So the way Leonard handles it, very mature as well, and uh, hopefully players will be able to handle that type of stuff moving forward as well. Yeah, and you guys would know more than any of us, obviously, when like certain teammates got traded in the years past, but it seemed like more recently the whole like oh teams who haven't started well will just start you know tanking or whatever and that's what they'll do is they'll sell off these assets who either you know in years past it seemed like as a guy who people didn't get along with or was like a problem or whatever the case may be but now it feels more so like if a team is kind of tanking like they're okay with trading a veteran who you know, is maybe playing okay and like actually fits into the culture, but they're they're more so doing a guy the the guy a solid by yeah. getting rid of him as opposed to it. It always felt like, hey, this guy's getting traded because either the previous regime got him and he's not any good and we don't like him, or he's a problem and we need to get him out of the building because he's ruining the culture. 
Yeah, now and I think like Chase Young, he went, he goes from Washington to San Fran, which is crazy to think that he's going to be on San Fran's D line. Mm -hmm. Like he gets to rush the passer with all the rest of that. There's unbelievable studs they have throughout that defense. But yeah, I think of that as okay. These guys got to be upset. Hey, I, I yeah, I'm traded. I got to got to uproot my family. All this, but also you're going to probably a legit contender. Oh yeah, you're one of the teams that has a chance to win it all. Pat, don't you think? Well, I think when some guys get. I don't know, super sad about getting traded. I'm like, bro, your team was like one and nine, and you're going to a team that is nine and one, and you have a chance to win it all. You should look at the bright side, I think. Rasul Douglas. As somebody, yeah, Rasul Douglas, there was an emotional uh, moment after practice with Keyshawn Nixon. I think Jair Alexander, I think. Oh, that is very guys. normal. I think that's very normal. You know you're going to, yeah, all these these are my guys. This is who we came up with. This is it. But then at this, after that, I would think you would instantly flip. All okay, right. I got a chance now. Yeah, if you have the football mindset, like next play, like, so what, now what? Let's go ahead and do that. But as a guy who stayed in Indianapolis for my entire career, and there was a moment where another team potentially was going to pay me or do something, uh, and I just thought to myself, I want to stay in Indy. It's like with the connections you have and the life that you're able to live in these cities, if you make it their, your home, which I think every team wants their players to do, like fall in love with this place, become a member of the community, become one of us, you know, because you're representing us. Like a lot of guys do that. And then whenever they get traded, it's like, okay, all the philanthropic things that I set up in this city, all the good that we were able to do from these connections and these networks. And this was my life. And this is where my kids went to school. And these were like, they've become best friends and family. And then like, all right, never going to see you again. Like that is, you know, that's the human aspect of it that I think you see people get bummed about. But professionally, if you end up going to a contender, you have to have that thought of like, Let's go win, dude. Yeah. Like, let's go. Let's go win right now. And also, you get an opportunity to kind of remake first impressions. So, like, there's some guys that in some locker rooms, their shtick had worn out. Sure. We hate this guy. But then you're able to drop in. It happens to coaches. It happens to coordinators. It happens to players. These types of things take place. So then you get a chance to go into a new locker room, and it's like, all right. Paddlebags. They're hearing all my jokes for the first time right now. Okay. These people, <laughs> yeah. There you go. You know what I mean? That, like that is, and Haddlebags is one of our good friends who is one of the most hysterical humans of all time, yep. but I don't see him that often. And I'm told that everything he says to me is what he says to everybody else. Whatever the case is, this guy has a new uh, comedy special, like every four months then, if he's hitting everybody <laughs> yeah. for the first time. But that is what it's like whenever you go to a new locker room. It's like brand new everything. And maybe mistakes that you made in the last place, you can make them right. And then maybe if you had got off on the wrong foot with the equipment managing staff, like, okay, let's do that right again. It is like a new beginning. So there's a lot of positive as well. But the human side of it just getting picked up and thrown is an interesting certainly an interesting thing that happens in professional sports that doesn't really happen anywhere else. Well, and Pat, you always talk about too, like, Hey, if you're winning and you, if you go win a super bowl, like there's enough to go around for mm -hmm. everybody. So if you're one of these guys who is an absolute dog or stud dog. And, and you have the opportunity of going from a team who might finish with, you know, three or four wins and you have like a career year, but no one sees it because you're never on prime time or anything like that. And then you have the opportunity to go to a team who goes to the playoffs or potentially win a Super Bowl. And it's like you you really do have the chance to kind of, you know, really go make some money or like you said, create kind of a, a new first impression of yourself. Hell yeah. And then think about, you know, let's say you have friends that are from the other city that make new restaurants, get yeah. new experience. You're your DoorDash is a brand new True. list of restaurants. Mm -hmm. and stuff. I mean, there's a lot of things to enjoy, AJ. A lot of things to enjoy. There is, right, Connor? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of different situation, but like everything you guys are talking about with like player going from one team to the other, it's almost like the Raiders. You know, like 
there is a fresh yeah, new you know feel to not only the team but for individuals obviously when you're getting traded but like that energy I, I'm assuming that's infectious like for Very Leonard much. Williams Leonard Williams is going from playing in New York with rookie corners Bruce who have played good but haven't played you know unbelievable the whole year to Seattle who has like one of the best defenses the best secondary specifically oh, yeah. in the NFL so for Leonard Williams now rushing the passer with Witherspoon and Tariq Willen and you know Quandre Diggs Jamal Adams all these studs you got to think for him he's thinking okay now I get to you know become a real pass rusher in this thing because with the Giants they have Thibodeau and they have Dexter Lawrence and Leonard Williams was great but now he's going to a place that he's going to have maybe a, an extra second or two to get to the quarterback and I'm not 100% sure but I do believe especially with the former teammates I, I think he played in the Jets when Jamal Adams mm -hmm. was so there's definitely mm -hmm. familiarity there uh. Oh, old stories. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you remember mm -hmm. so much. Adam Gase. So oh, this Adam guy. Wow. Remember his eyes? That was brutal. His eyes. I missed. We it. knew what his eyes. <laughs> we knew what the press conference. Is he coaching anywhere right now? I'm sure of it. Somewhere has to be. Also, Leonard Williams is going to have fun. He's going to Seattle. Like I'm sure he had fun in New York and everything. But Pete Carroll and what they do. Like I'm sure Pete still has his cleats on at practice. He's running routes. He's running cut one tens. Pat's applying more sun, sunscreen. Good job. Smart. That's very smart. Buddy, do it. I accidentally get a glimpse of myself here, and it's like, what's the difference between me and these seats behind me? They're called the Crimson Tide. Oh, you'll tan. Good. It's it's fading into a nice bronze. Yeah, you know? it looks a little looks, bronze. Not as much yeah, red. Good. Hey, do I look like Hulk Hogan, Macho Man, Randy Savage? I back in the day. <laughs> you're saying a little. Little bit, little bit. Rick really Flair. Do. I got a little Ric Flair drip going on with this this tan, this whole thing. I like that. I like that. So what's the temperature? It feels like I'm on fire. What's the temperature for real? Because it looks like it's 195. Where I'm at, the sun. Yeah, whatever the temperature of the sun is, just go ahead and run that because it feels like all of its power is being magnified onto my body. You know when they take magnifying glasses and they put it over the sun and it catches fire? Sure. Somehow, someway, one of those has to be above me because that's what it feels like. <laughs> there's, there's people working out here, though. I appreciate them. There's people with hoodies on. Well, okay? I don't know. Evidence. We have some evidence that shows that you might not be correct on that temperature. No, that's bullshit. It might be 62, but we always know anytime you watch one of these games, they'll do field temperature. Oh, yeah. You're on the turf right now. 120. It's at yeah, least 105, turf. 120. You're right, field mm -hmm. turf. Yeah, 64 on this guy's phone. Just want to let you know that. 64 oh, degrees. I, so. I believe you. I believe you. Especially on that turf, you can add 20 or 30 degrees because that, that ground up rubber in there, that'll heat you up. No, that's right. That's oh, natural grass. No, it's not. But the, I was going to say, that's the best looking grass I've seen. Oh yeah, out yeah. there yeah, it is. Field out there it's grass. Yeah, here lines. it's turf. Smart, smart. Yeah, that's a smart. That's a smart move here. Genius. I remember. I remember uh, getting introduced to bear crawls whenever I came into oh. the football world. You know, in college. Burn your palm. And <laughs> not mine. Shout out Tim McAfee has a kid that has calloused. You know, I mean, we are. Damn right. We aren't soft around here. Okay, okay, that is. But buddy, I seen some people get some. Real blisters because on this turf in the summer, bear crawl work like 140 degrees or whatever the hell it could potentially be in that black rubber with the turf, with the cement, basically just calling for the sun to cook the person. It is, uh, it's real deal, but I'm, I'm going to let you know the paint job that these guys are doing ice cream. I mean, we're talking phenomenal stuff. There's a full paint crew out here. That's been working out here. This place is ready for tomorrow. AJ, this place is ready for an SEC West Championship match in the middle of November. This place is hot as shit. And, uh, I, love, I love everything about it. I love everything about it. How's their paint squad kind of match up with yeah. the Duke paint squad? Because yeah. well, we saw it that It doesn't guy. touch the Duke paint squad. 
by the way, Duke, uh, last night, tough. Like the, uh, the good Riley, uh, the Riley Leonard news too, with the toe injury. Yeah. That's, yeah. Goes from ankle to toe. We, uh, well wishes. Godspeed. Godspeed. But I will say, uh, I haven't had as much interaction with this particular paint crew. They were in the middle of doing their thing whenever I showed up here out in the middle. So I haven't had the uh, bathroom break where I sprint by and introduced myself. I will say no mustaches like uh, Mike, I think his name was. Mm -hmm. Sounds so. right. Yeah. Mike or Sam. Oh, mm. I apologize. Pal. Sammy, Mike, Jim. He's from Sicily. I know that because he had uh, Italian horn as well. And he said, are you Sicilian to me? Said, uh, <laughs> Tom, Tom. Tom, 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 Tom. Sorry. Hey, yeah, way to go, Gumpy. Go, oh, boy, yeah. Gump. Love you, Tom. I don't, I don't see any mustaches like Tom had, but I do see a lot of focused workers, which is a weapon. And I think in 2023, especially with this type of job, them being this locked in, I can appreciate. So I can't wait to meet these fine folks. And uh, yeah, it looks like they're doing a hell of a job with the pitch. It is. Hey, Pat, quick question before. I know we have Artie Smith, head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. He'll be joining us here shortly, a couple minutes. I might ask the boys, but Pat, I wanted to ask you first. If you were going to be a coach, I thought this last night watching Mike Vrabel, would you go two phones on the headset, one ear headset? What would you do? No headset? Madonna Mike? What would you What would you think you'd do? Hmm. What's his name back at Pitt? Uh, Graham? Todd Graham? Yeah. Yeah. Arizona? Yeah. Or ASU? Remember he used to have that? High octane. Yeah, started that at Pitt. So he had like the Britney Spears... Like the kind game day. That's like the game day, Mike. They set you up in if you go work on the Zoltron. Bingo. And I'll tell you what, it's tough to look at whenever, yeah, you know. It kind of is tough. It's, it is. But I think that's the most efficient. Like, that's what we do. You know what I mean? Like, our ears, we don't do the big things that people used to do. I think I think I would want to do. But wouldn't you want to hear? But what if you did the one ear and you could hear everyone else talking on the sidelines out of your other? Like, that would be weird for me. I don't know. I don't know what I would do. Yeah, well, and also with new video evidence, allegedly, you know, you might not want to have your one ear covered because there might be a, a stallions yep. telling you, uh, run right, yep. run right, yep. run right right now, Pressure. Uh, which Pressure. is another video that's it. Every day, Man. there's a new video Crazy. of that particular guy. But I think you, you got to have a flip up thing, though. Yeah. Like, that's sweet whenever they, or whenever they want something Man, and yeah. they pull it down. Like that's ridiculous. But, <laughs> You're right. It is. It looks like bit. he's it looks like he's coaching like the spring game or something, and that's going out to all the PA for the whole crowd. But I can see how he thought cool and good because, like, also, <laughs> also would want to do that. But just looking at it is tough in my eyes. I'm not the end all be all, obviously. But that is, it, in theory, I think I like that one a lot more than every other one. But I think I would just do the flip up, the one to be able to. You got to be able to. We've been be on pissed this. and. Yep. Flip it up. We've been on the sidelines of some of those games when it gets real loud. I want the I want the biggest noise canceling headphones that you could possibly get. Yeah. They got some good technology these days. I think mm -hmm. Matthew yeah. uh Matthew had big noise canceling headphones on last night because he didn't want to hear the crowd in case things got bad. Who? Matthew. Matthew Canada. Canada. Oh, yeah. Gosh. He was pumped. He was so pumped after that first touchdown. Sweet. Said, what, you could not have drawn it up. We mentioned it. Matt Canada, look at this. Oh, fist bump. Oh, it went for the open hand. How cool he looked. I need oh, a yeah. headbutt. I fucking love that. He should have headbutt somebody's helmet and bleed down. Oh, you know, start Tony. bleeding, right? What'd you say? Oh, he, what did he say? He said it. He you said, said it? Are you kidding me, Tone? Yep. He said it. Oh, mama, you're disgusting. Mouth just got us muted on TV. Dig good. You pig. Weren't you a poodle for trick-or-treat with that your daughter? One, that one, that one, uh. 
That one hurts. That one I apologize for. Yeah, the first one that happened, I don't apologize for. This one I apologize for. That one, I, I'm disgusted with All myself, right. Pat. I am a pig. All right, just take a minute, Tone. Take a minute. We have, we have our featured guest. He's online. Everyone, he joins us every single week. This guy's obviously unbelievable. Hopefully, he still has his amazing, amazing mustache. Please welcome head coach of the Atlanta Falcons, Mr. Arthur Smith. Yeah! yeah. We're there. We're good. We're good. Coach. Wait, I can't believe you thought the stash was going away. Yeah, you're right. That was that's on me. I should never have doubted you ever. I don't doubt you in anything. And your stash is oh, looking beautiful. Sorry. Everything's going great. How's how's the squad doing? How are you doing physically, mentally? This point in the season, like where are you guys at right now? You know, obviously uh, we got a big, huge game coming up Sunday. Um, you know, it's I, we'd love to be a little further ahead than we are, but you are what your record says. So we're we're four and four. Uh, we're still in a good spot, thankfully. You know, kind of like. How the league, most of the league is right now in this pack, and so we gotta we gotta find a way to to stack some wins here because that's always what happens, right? This time of year, you get close to Thanksgiving, uh, kind of after the turn of Halloween, and uh, it's kind of when teams start to separate themselves. Yeah, and a great football player once said, "All I do is zin zin zin, no matter what." <laughs> and that particular poet is a man who is now potentially playing quarterback for your football team. How sick of getting asked about the quarterback decision are you because that give and take you had the other day phenomenal you're having one of those a week at this stage <laughs> you need to go ahead and take a bow every once in a while but that is obviously a massive story for your team sure. i assume you understand why everybody wants to know it, but how sick of that conversation yeah, are you and why why are we at the point now where taylor heineke is going to go well there's a lot of reasons um that was a really clever crafted way to ask me about it pat that's uh big time <laughs> journalism by you man i mean there you are man i mean you're did you just get a, a lift in that saving let's uh, get in the weight room because it looks like you're i mean you look like you just got a pump the bronze i'm good, oiled man. up yeah. i'm oiled up right now with sunscreen because i'm actually on the sun right now getting a sunburn but yeah. i appreciate the compliment i'm but trying that, to look as good as your mustache smartest way i've been asked about it all week and that's uh not me being <laughs> sarcastic either i love the lead into it uh no, I'm absolutely – anytime you're talking about quarterbacks, there's going to be questions. People are just doing their job. But, again, like I said the other day, I kind of already answered it. So, and the answer is not, uh, not really changing. But we're, um, things come up, a lot of things, and we try to keep things uh, as private as we can But uh, for multiple reasons. But we're excited about Taylor playing. Um, it, you know, he – Always finds a way. I mean, he he was uh, he kind of tortured us the two years we played him when he was on the other side of Washington. Did a really good job when he came in the uh, second half the other day. So we're fired up. And just like you, how we're all very confused about why you chose to do a head coaching chase for your empl employment as opposed to potentially doing what you could do because the hours that you have to do in the coaching ranks to earn your stripes are miserable you gotta sleep on couches you stay in the office you're drawing coffee for people you're drawing up play cards for people all the while your dad you know has founded one of the greatest companies in the history of america and he could have just done that so i appreciate your commitment and i think that keeps you humble through it all through what you've been through your quarterback heineke was living on his sister's couch i think for a long long time out of college nobody had any faith in him then he gets his time to kind of do his thing late against the tampa bay buccaneers and that playoff push for him and he almost wins the game on prime time and the heineke hype gets to a fever 
pitch at this point. And he's just remained that same guy who's just thankful to be in the NFL. Every teammate that he's ever had has come out and said they absolutely love him. What have you seen from him this season, maybe behind the scenes, that makes you believe, like, okay, everything he's done in the past, he's doing here? And what are your thoughts on Taylor Heineke, the football player as a whole? Yeah, you kind of said it, Pat. I mean, you, you guys know when guys walk in the locker room, uh, the guys who are fraudulent and the guys who are just themselves. And it's the same way, uh, you know, try to do my job. You know, try to be yourself and you learn from other people. You learn from your mistakes. And certainly Taylor has done that. Uh, I'd imagine, you know, I haven't known him a long time, but I imagine he hasn't changed. I mean, Pat, you kind of just said it. that's what, that's an endearing quality. There's too many people that get in this profession. Uh, you see it with players and coaches sometimes. They have a little bit of success and, and they change, you know. Uh, they become like kind of self-righteous and uh, they're not relatable. That's the opposite of Taylor. Taylor looks like, you know, where our facility is in Hall County. He looks like a local, like a local guy. You know, won the uh, fan experience, and uh, that's probably why he's so endearing. You know, gives everybody hope. But uh, we're fired up for Heineke. Hey, Boston Connor has something for you, Coach. (laughs) Yeah, Coach, that's unbelievable. Uh, You're also playing a team with the Vikings who are going with a different quarterback, too. How are you game planning for that? Is it kind of more so about, you know, the Falcons versus who's playing quarterback for the Vikings? And how are you getting the boys ready for something where you're not really too sure what you're going to see? Sure. Yeah, I mean, it's a – you know, every week there's a lot of unknown. Obviously, when they're, you know, unfortunately, Kirk got got hurt, which I, I hate for him. I don't know him. I got a ton of respect for Kirk Cousins. Uh, another guy that's kind of authentic who he's who he is, and he's done a really good job in his league. And uh, it, you know, it's a shame you want to you want to play against everybody's best, but uh, so hopefully he gets healthy, uh, you know, soon. But they yeah, they're, whether they play Jaron Hall or Josh Dobbs or Sean Mannion, you know, a lot of things. It's like when we were playing Tennessee last week. Uh, you know, they were going to go with a different quarterback. But you kind of have an idea of how they want to play, you know, philosophically. What Kevin O'Connell and that staff they put together, they got a they got a talented offense. Um, you know, they do a lot at the at the line. That you know, you, they got smart quarterbacks. So I'm sure, like a lot of teams, I mean, you try to protect the quarterback. They'll try to run it. I'm sure they'll try to have some good shots in there. I mean, similar game plan to what Tennessee did uh, with any young quarterback and play to the guy's strengths. So there's a lot of things you evaluate. But and then the other part, you're right. It does come back to us. You know, we got to execute better as well. How was the interaction with Rabel? You know, before game, during game, after game, we know there was a little bit of media. He brought us into this whole thing. Uh, <laughs> Dave Rabe's doing what he had to do. But how was it seeing him? And did you get a chance to watch last night? It feels like they got a guy in Will Levis, coach. No, it was great, you know, seeing him, uh, you know, talking to him before. Uh, I mean, he, he literally is one of the funnier people uh, I know. <laughs> and, so there was there was some good back and forth behind the scenes. I won't call them out here on uh, TV, but then you know pregame. Oh! No, I won't. You know, Pat. You know, I'm not oh, going to do that. Little, little uh, hint, maybe a hint. Think about it's it. It's Braves. He's fair catching kickoffs every time <laughs> he's on prime time. I think he's deserved it. I think he's deserved it. <laughs> uh, no, it was great catching up before before, but you know when the game starts and when you know we're both trying to do everything good to help our team win and. Uh, you know, they did, they did a nice job. I mean, they obviously had a good plan and uh, we put ourselves in a hole and they deserve to win. So we got to continue to improve from it. But uh, there were so many. It was it was good. You know, we don't play them all the time. It was a little weird going in there as a visitor, but it was good. But the one was kickoff, as you know, Pat, it's right there to do a job. It felt like a normal game. 
Coach, now, unfortunately, you guys, I know, lost Grady Jarrett, uh, unbelievable interior defensive lineman for you guys, making plays for a long time now in the league. What what can you try to do, I guess, to make up for him, obviously? And, and you know, how big of a loss is that for you? Yeah, it's unfortunate. You know, obviously, when guys get hurt in the NFL, but, you know, we'll, we'll it's never going to be one person, you know, every week. The plan may be a little bit different, but the other guys got to step up and, you know, you mix and match. You may move a guy here or there. Uh, but yeah, obviously Grady's loss will be, will, will certainly be felt not just on the field, off the field, but he'll be back. You know, it's not a funeral. It's unfortunate. It's probably, you know, similar to probably how Minnesota feels. Uh, but that's life in the NFL. So our guys will be ready to go. You know, we got Contavia Street. Uh, we made a trade with Philly. Uh, so, you know, add some depth in there. A guy that Ryan Nielsen is familiar with. And, uh, like I said, we'll, we'll mix and match and we'll, we'll try to find a way. Coach, last thing before we let you go, how's your brother doing? All of them. You All know, of them. obviously you have a million. Sunday. But Dick's no, I know it's, it's his birthday uh, on Sunday. Oh, open! Happy birthday, Dick! Happy birthday, Thank you, Dick. Yeah. Way to go, Dick! Love you, Dick. He still he still hasn't delivered his uh, sponsorship promise. No pun intended. So <laughs> but, I don't know where that's at he, right now. But but he delivered a but, lot of meat to our office the yep. other day. Oh, we had yeah. a full barbecue brunch. Because we're talking ribs. Why? We're talking pulled pork. Why? We had some beans, Why? some spicy sauerkraut, Why? some tenderloin. I mean, he, hey, Dick Smith delivered Let's the meat go. the other day for us. We appreciate that. Well, I'm sure he'll appreciate the shout out then. But, yeah, but my honestly, challenge is to push him. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, say what you're going to say because we'll use this against him. No, say what you're. I think you're. Oh saying, no, he's got to. He's got to continue. I mean, he's got to deliver with, with uh, you know the challenge I put on him. They, they need to sponsor you guys. Agreed. So it's about time. Yeah, Dick, Seems listen. It's your birthday. It's your birthday, Dick. Let's go ahead and do that. Come on, Let's go ahead and get that done. We appreciate you, Coach, a lot. I appreciate you guys. We do, Coach. Hey, we're going, Coach. We're going to let you get off uh, and go talk to your team again. Obviously, you're running a billions and billions dollar franchise that's uh, trying to get some wins. So good luck with everything. Good luck against Minnesota uh, this weekend. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Arthur Smith. Yeah! What, what are you talking about? Hey, Tony? I like that. Hey, hold on, though. I like before Tone talks about Dick Smith running a million, billions and billions of dollar operation, which is what he's doing as well. So I think is that what Tone was potentially getting at? But we got to we gotta get to Dick Smith. I mean, he delivered yeah. this meat agent. Yeah. This I didn't meat. know that. What? From like, does he have Memphis? It was food places too, or what? He just wanted to give you food. It was delicious. Dick knows where to get the good meat, and he sent it to us, and it was so good, so good, dude. It it had a nice little letter from Dick Smith and the team at FedEx. And does he go by Dick Smith, or does he go by Richard? Sometimes I think it's Richard. Richard, Yeah. When do people Mm -hmm. make the transition? Is always my question. But you know, I I think when people who have a show just start saying it, like (laughs) Frank. Yeah, Richard Good is the guy's name that does the century <laughs> yeah, here. True. But, uh, yeah, right. I, I never knew him as that. I've only known him as Dick Good as soon as I heard his name the first time. So I, Richard Dick, got it. Sweet nickname. Wish I could do it. He can. We apologize. But yeah, Dick Smith's the guy. He's always going to be one, obviously. He is. But with Artie, and it was very, uh, like he even said, he was very impressed with how you got that question in because yeah. there's, that was great. he is definitely, coach is pretty upset. Listening to people ask him about his quarterback situation, you know, oh, is it a, is this an injury situation? Is it a health situation? What is it? And Taylor Heineke is in, and he just continues on his path and never gives up. And then you get there, and you get him to, uh, you know, open up a little bit about it. You know, what do you think bro, about that no. QB situation? I thought I had him, bro. I yeah. was, you know, ha- so you as him? it was, as it was going, I was like, wait a minute, I think I can, because I didn't obviously. Uh, 
No, I did. I prepared for that. I, uh, every single interview we get to do and conversation we get to have, I prepared mightily for, and yep. I have a list of things that I'm going to ask and say, and then we just execute that normally Seems every like single day. Amen. Yeah. That's in uh, the way I speak. You can tell that's the case as well. But as I was talking, I was like, wait a minute, I think we can get, <laughs> I think we can get to this thing. And you know, you heard him start to laugh early mm -hmm. and yeah. like start to acknowledge what I was saying. I was like, yep, here we go. And I thought, and that son of a, uh, founder of FedEx, mm -hmm. yeah, uh, right. Yep. He he caught it, didn't he? I mean, he, yeah, he absolutely caught it, and I can understand why he'd be upset about it. He said we're keeping some things private. I think that's a new thing, right? That we kind of learned in this whole thing. What does that mean? What is that implying? And I think it's just like any quarterback situation around the NFL. This is, doesn't mean Desmond Ritter is done forever, but if Heineke does well here, let's go ahead and let Desmond Ritter watch a little bit more, mm -hmm. even again, even after he's had his time. Zach Wilson did this like 10 different times, and I'm not saying Desmond Ritter and Zach Wilson are going to have the same exact uh, NFL trajectory or career, but like if Heineke does what Heineke normally does, which is lead a team to win, yep. which is what that Falcons team mm -hmm. needs. They run mm -hmm. the ball well. They have good defense. They have great special teams. It's like what Heineke has done in the past is something that's good for that particular team and everything we said about Heineke the human, I think is one of the reasons why everybody loves him and why everybody kind of rallies around him in a locker room when he gets his opportunity. So I think the boys down there are trying to get brand new Jordans. Remember mm -hmm. that's what Heineke does yep, yep. after every single win buys the entire team Jordans or the entire offense Jordans. And uh, they just kind of get this thing rolling. I think Artie Smith's in a good spot, but I think he's ready to get past to or get to a spot where this is no longer a combo. This is Heineke especially too. Okay. He goes in and, and when the division is not incredible, he goes in and wins the division at seven and nine. And then he goes into the playoffs and almost, almost beat Tom Brady. Mm -hmm. Amen. They, they played him. They played that Buccaneers team closer than, any team did that Anybody. entire play, yeah, no, that entire playoff run. He's a gamer. He's a winner, but also for Art to defend Arthur Smith a little bit, doesn't matter if Ritter, if it's a health thing, if he's banged up. Maybe it's a little bit of both. Like, yeah, he's a little bit banged up, and he's not playing as well as he can. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna see what we have here. Try to inject something into this team. See what Heineke can do. But it doesn't. It's not saying, hey, Ritter's done. He's never gonna play here again. All of that. Like that's not part of it. I understand. Artie Smith doesn't want that narrative out there. Like, you don't have to say, yeah, he is benched. He's 100% healthy. He's out of here. I don't want him to play. Like, why? who cares? Last week, we were promoting Bill Carr's NFL Icons yep. um, documentary on Showtime on Plus. Bet MGM Plus. At MGM Plus. MGM, Find it everywhere. MGM Plus. And I don't <laughs> know if it was during our conversation. I don't know if it was our conversation with him or if it was in the documentary that I heard it. But whenever you're talking about trying to find your quarterback, like sometimes you just, hey, you need a bench. You got to send a message to everybody. Yeah. You know, like they, it doesn't matter like the future of a franchise. Everybody talks about the business of the franchise, what the future looks like. There's sometimes too where it's like, hey, our team needs a little bit of a spark. Like, mm -hmm. so we're just going to do this at this position. We know it'll affect everybody on the team if we do this. And it could just be a motivational tactic. Remember uh, Nick Saban here, he yep. benched Jalen Milrow against mm -hmm. USF yeah. after the Texas game. And he said he liked the way he responded, the way he acted. And he said when Michael Jordan went into the Hall of Fame, he obviously had Phil Jackson. Uh, he had his uh, UNC coach. You guys know who that Dean is? Smith. Mm -hmm. Dean Smith. And then he had the high school basketball coach that cut him. Uh, whenever he was in there and he talked about that being a motivation and inspiration. Obviously that's a massive piece of Michael Jordan's story is that he got benched and he came back and now he's the greatest of all time worth billions of dollars. Awesome story. It's like he referenced that whenever he was talking about the benching in Milra, like sometimes you're just trying to either get a spark or maybe find out something about somebody or maybe test somebody. It's like, it could be a multitude of things, which is once again, why we're all asking the question. 
<laughs> why, hey, why, why did it happen? And that's all we're trying to hear. And uh, he says no, and I respect and love it out of old Artie. Yeah, it's just like the Mike White situation with Zach Wilson last year. You know, like Zach Wilson gets benched. You kind of maybe some people assumed he'd probably never play for the Jets again, mm -hmm. and then yeah. Mike White's out of the building, and now it's Zach Wilson's Situations team. Until, yeah, Aaron comes back. Like you never know with injuries too. Like you need to have two quarterbacks. It feels like now. I think also Pat, it can kind of send the message to the rest of the team. Like, hey man, like. If say there's some other guys kind of on the fence that are starters that they might, coaches saying, "Hey man, you better pick it up. You better start playing hard. You better start making some plays." Or you know, no one's untouchable around here. I think that's what it shows you. Hey, if they're going to bench the quarterback. Hey, I'm, my time might be coming too. Yeah, when they cut Peyton Manning, you know that's a oh, hey, that's how it works, man. That was bold. Yeah. Hey, they'll cut Peyton Manning. They will cut an average punter. You know that, that's quite a wake up call for everybody on the roster. You know he's quarterback, I'm punter, but you see him get cut. It's like wait a second here. Before we leave this beautiful program, shout out to Eric and Luke bringing a helmet because they saw one helmet and said, "Let me bring another one." Smart. So shout out to Eric and Luke. Uh, Luke's from Maui. Aloha, Us. Eric from New Orleans down there in the Bayou. Equipment managers for LSU said the boys are ready for tomorrow. Love that. Said the boys are ready for beautiful helmet. They are ready Hell for tomorrow, yeah. and everyone else here is ready for tomorrow as well. There'll be a watch along here from the Thunderdome. Reese Davis will be here. I'm Major. Hawk sit in for Pat McAfee through the Pat McAfee show. See you later. Nailed it. That was on good, screws, baby. Pretty good. Screws. If it's 53, we nailed it. We'll see. It we'll is. see what happens. I will say, I do not have a clock, but I could tell by the tempo in your voice. Yeah. Uh, I just saw you nailed it. Here. There is a clock here, but if you nailed it, this one is not nailing it. And it is a very difficult thing <laughs> to sync up the clocks. It is not an easy thing to do, especially with Bristol's clock, our clock, world clock, Bama clock. So way to go, AJ. Right. It is a moment where you feel proud, don't you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I made sure with Z 57, 53, right on the dot here, right on the button, he says. So, yeah. AJ, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Just like, turned uh, around and saw it on the big board, none nonetheless. I mean, they even got your salute in too, Pat. So nice. it was okay. on the screw. Boom. Nice. Look at you, hey, good. Pat. Good work. No, look at you. Not me. I was just reading the cadence. Look at us. Hut. That hut. That hut. You know, hut. What you hey, what are you going to do this afternoon? You going to go sunbathe this afternoon? No, he needs to, you need to address the internet because they are super worried about your skin. Right what do you now. mean? He looks tan, dude. Listen, I think there's a chance too. Oh yeah, reflection. Right. Yeah, definitely yeah. reflection. Jeez, and you look no, you look super tan, not just super red. It looks like I think so too. You look like almost you're in a bodybuilding competition. You know, when you get yeah, when you're super bronzed up. I appreciate you saying that, and I have been working out, and I did realize on college game day when I was shirtless earlier, I am jocked right now. It's a cool thing. <laughs> it, yeah. It's a cool thing. It, it should be happening, uh, you know, and who knows how long this will last, but I am pumped up about it. You guys are saying I look jacked, and I appreciate that, you know, hyping me up, boys. Yeah. Hell yeah, need that every once in a while. Everybody's telling me I look bad. Who? Everybody's Who? Telling they're telling me I look like I'm getting burnt to the crisp as if I ordered a steak well done, like I'm Kirk Herbstreit or something. That, that is what people are saying I look like here in Alabama. I just want it in my phone. That is what is being said to me. Well, if that's well, Must be a lot of new blind people on X, I guess, then. Well, it's text messages, and the people aren't blind. Uh, they, <laughs> they wouldn't I be. They I guess see. if they saw you on the on their television, well, then they yeah. couldn't be, right? I guess One particular old friend of mine said they were walking through an airport, and oh. they saw a red human being oh, on TV, no. and then they realized it was me and felt obligated to tell me. So I, I would like to tell them safe travels. <laughs> I don't know if you're still at that, uh, at that TV in the airport, but thank you for looking out. And, yes, I understand. I have eyes as well. Okay, I, mean, I mean, what do you want the guy to do? You've been applying sunscreen every 20 to 30 minutes. I mean, you're doing everything you can. That's going to be empty soon. 
It's SPF 30. It is empty. I, I, uh -oh. I That's how much yeah. I put on. I, I put of, on two layers. That's 60. I put on three layers. That's 90. I've had SPF 90 on me, 120 at times. Okay. It's different down here. This is the SEC. This is SEC football. That's okay. Right. True. Sometimes you're going to catch a little sunburn while you're chit chatting for Brian <laughs> Denny Stadium. With that being said, I will have to maintain my hydration levels at an all time high because I've had this experience a couple of times. Tomorrow could suck. And uh, that's not what we're looking for because tomorrow's supposed to be a great day. Mm -hmm. Tomorrow's supposed to be tomorrow's going to be awesome. Now, but today, in a little bit, is Shane Gillis on site? He is in Alabama. Is that right? Yeah, I just found that out yesterday. Uh, Fosso, Fossey, he told me. Uh, ESPN senior vice president Mike Foss. He oh. um, he told me, "Hey, Gillis is in Tuscaloosa tomorrow. Do you know that?" And I said, "No." So I texted Shane. I said. <laughs> Are you in Tuscaloosa tomorrow? He goes, yes, sir. And then he said, watching your show now. And I was like, <laughs> stop doing that. And then also, you want to come by and make some picks? Because the last time you did that in Notre Dame, it. he went 11 and 4. Yeah. 11 and, 11 and 4. I'm follow him. Games. I might blindly follow him today. Yeah. And he remember, he was, uh, he literally was just rattling off names of players from Notre Dame on every team. Yep. He was like, oh, Gabe Davis. Look at Gabe, Gabe Davis. Davis. He's, and they, Gabe Davis has since done a celebration that Shane Gillis asked him to do with a kid mm -hmm. doing this thing oh, to a camera. So this guy not only picked nothing but winners in week three when we were at Notre Dame in front of an awesome crowd, uh, his brain is a big one, and we all need to recognize that. So maybe we do just blindly follow Shane Gillis, but I think we're probably going to disagree on some stuff because he's going 11-4, and four and we're going 3-9. and nine. You know, that's kind of our thing. So I assume yeah. we're going to see things differently. I think we're due. I think we are due, Pat. And what we're also due, we're, we're due for a, a quick little break. Ty's over here, his ears draining out liquid, <laughs> all this stuff. I know you're going to sprint across the field, say hi to a lot of the grounds crew as you try to find a bathroom at Bryant-Denny Stadium there. We did a watch along there. There's a really cool office around there yeah. somewhere. You, yeah. you should try to find, a, find your way in there. I don't know if you remember that spot or not. Yeah, I do remember old Cuz. He's, uh, he's got a great spot, good air conditioning. I don't know which... So you see this come out on three on X. What? Oh yeah. There's some more stuff coming out about Michigan. I mean, there's just more stuff coming out about Michigan every single moment that passes. No, every no, single. No surprise. Uh, you know, Ohio State allegedly started this witch hunt. Wow. What is it? What's going on? This alleged. Now there's just more news. Every... Pete Tham was somewhere. I'm sure we can find out. I'm <laughs> yeah. sure we can figure out. I'm sure we can find out what the hell the oh, new news is. Guy. But every moment that passes, he is dominating. Dude, look at the precision. On yeah, that. locked look in. At, he is dialed in. He's like talk over there. This way, this way, this way, this way. <laughs> That's a slow roll. That's incredible craftsmanship. Walking is he the painting? Wide. He's doing the this the white of like the very edge of the big um, white line. Or what? It's an important job. Gumpy ship painter, talking about the slow roller. And I'll tell you what, this man here, he's a slow roller as well. This is his there. preferred speed because this is the speed of perfection. Okay, the all eyes of the college football world are going to be on that man's paint tomorrow. And he said, they ain't going to see me looking like some drunk walker. No, no. I'm going to let straighten this thing up. This is who we are talking about back here. Not my red face. <laughs> this man. Right back here. Should he speed up, Gumpy? What's going on? No, it seems no. like he's got that he's down. Down well, he's got, uh, got him keeping his feet out of touch. it. Yeah. That dude can get two feet in anywhere on the planet. Look at dexterity. <clears throat> dexterity is George. I've never, George I've never picking. seen that piece of machinery before, Easy. to be honest. He normally gets old feet cool. What is it? <clears throat> Look at that. Sponsored by CQ. That's <clears throat> like intentional. <clears throat> he knows exactly wow. what he wants to do, and he's executing. Beast. Yeah. Is that Nick Damn, Saban? I got bored with it. I did not.
I mean, I could watch that guy walk 120 yeah. yards with that thing. What if that was saving? This, this is like Brock Purdy doing the tractor. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh -huh. yep. Just nice little meditation as they do perfection. Oh, so AJ right thinks there. it's on autopilot. I don't know if you guys oh, yeah. watch any of that. First of all, if my algorithm puts a lot of different tractors and different things. I'm really big oh, into I'm sure. exterior water mitigation. I love French drains, <laughs> all of that stuff. Okay. And I've watched these, these uh, John Deere's. They are synced up to the satellites. They can run themselves now, nowadays almost. Boys. And he takes the tractor another round, another round, another round. AJ said, you, you're saying the AI takes another round. No. No, he's he doing it. He's working it. He is, he is in full control of that thing. I'm saying, but if he wants to, he can just hit that autopilot and let it go. Well, and to be fair to AJ, too, uh, Pat, you didn't know this, but when he came in this morning, he was pretty upset because uh, his good buddy, Sam Bankman Freed, is being convicted. Yeah. All seven well, counts. I heard about that, AJ. Oh, I'm sorry, 120 years. years. Not my buddy. Definitely years. not my friend. Don't know him. Uh, uh, I, I have, like. I've been listening to the book that they wrote on him. It's, whew. I, it was a weird operation happening over there in uh, what Bahamas. He was all over the place. Mm -hmm. You know, look at this. I, I was told he was not going to get convicted. Right? Isn't that the yeah. whole thing? Oh, he yeah. wasn't oh, going to get yeah. convicted. And now he's legit. He's going to be in jail for the rest of his life. He's you done. Mm -hmm. Wow. All of, is anyone you can't else just steal fake money from people? No. Yeah. You can't steal real money from people. <laughs> There's a lot of athletes caught up. Or a lot of like in the book they talk about like marketing deals with athletes different all different sports. Steph Curry, Shaq, Tom. Did they all get stiff? I don't. Listen, let's not grandstand. We're not. I do not want to grandstand. I'm not going to grandstand. Mm. We were presented a lot of opportunities mm -hmm. with NFTs and cryptos during those times where people were all getting money from the government and sitting at home and easily like taking advantage of a bull, mm -hmm. if that makes sense, mm -hmm. because everybody's at home and has money and is watching stuff. And we were presented, I specifically was presented a lot of opportunities. And I literally said so many things about me being too dumb to understand. These people would come in and you remember how smart they were? These oh, people yeah. that were oh, pitching yeah. these ideas. Mm -hmm. They were so smart, bro. It's just like this Sam Bankman guy was portraying himself as such an intelligent human being, which most con artists have to do, by the way. That's part of the con, obviously, is how smart these people are. And every time I would just say, oh, I'm too dumb to understand this. CFO Phil would sit in on one with me and these guys would start saying words and it's like, I don't understand this thing. And CFO Phil, who's, you know, in the accounting business, more conservative human being with the money, obviously, in the eyes and how you view it all, he didn't understand it either. So when we were both looking at each other a couple of different times, and then when I was listening to these people say the things they were saying, I'm like, I'm too dumb for this, I guess. Then I started seeing a bunch of people start doing it. Like they're mm. selling NFTs, they're selling a coin, they're promoting this particular crypto, they're doing this entire thing. And I'm like, damn, all these people seem to just get it. Like, I, I don't I don't understand how this is a thing. I, this doesn't feel real to me. I didn't play video games, so I guess I don't really understand the whole trade on digital shit. Yeah. But I'm like, my credit card is on the internet. I can do Apple Pay. Uh, I get emails with tickets. Those are NFTs. Mm -hmm. What is all this? Sh I don't understand what all this. Sh how does any of it hold value? How is any of it? Who's controlling? Well, nobody's controlling. It's not managed. The blockchain. That's why it's it on is. the blockchain. It's, that's why it's amazing. I'm like, well, somebody's. Somebody's. Right? Somebody has to control this thing. So No, nobody does. That's why it's awesome. It's out from underneath the government's right. It's like, what? I'm too dumb. I don't, I don't understand. I'm not just going to throw my. I don't do the stock market. So whenever they presented this as a better option in the stock market, <laughs> I'm like, what? How? How is this? Have any, at least we know the way we're potentially getting screwed in the stock market. It's like the Bitcoin and NFT world. It's like, I still don't understand it. I'm way too dumb for it. And now we're three years. Hindsight's 50-10.
You know, exactly. uh, yeah, fifty ten, no I'm question. There's 50, only one. Fifty ten. There's only one that we trusted, and that was V Friends, and I'm glad that we. That's the one we did trust. Is that still? Does he have his own crypto? Uh, yep. V Friends. Uh, Gary V Mons. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but also, I got juice. We did he had buy a video this morning. Sorry, but there's a video of him walking in the streets of New York, kind of just giving us like a inspirational chat and i'm not joking i was driving and watching it on the way here and i got Should jacked up like i yeah i would I, it got me rolled it got me rolling i was i was uh there's a ready there's a drone buzzing over my head oh. yeah oh, gary wow. v did get me jacked up this morning though always uh certainly got me jacked up the people were making a lot of money off that stuff tons yeah they were making a lot i don't know if you every saw that pitch, every pitch that i got was like Hey, you can immediately get this amount of money like in your face. It was like, ah, this doesn't feel. Is it dead? This doesn't. Are NFTs dead? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. A lot of the value has gone down. But crypto, like, but like Bitcoin, still is going to be. Well, Pat, you still have the, um, you yeah. still have the NFT of um, that, Zion. That, Zion. Guy, that guy that yeah. sat out after four games, right? He, they, they chose that for him. You know how the Pelicans operate. He's not sitting out. They're telling him to sit out. Okay. Yeah. So. Every. Season. But anyways, he needs he needs to go on to be an All Pro or mm -hmm. whatever All NBA. He yep. will. Because I do have one of his first NFT dunk things where the founder of the company came on and boy, he did not help the whole cause on no, me yeah. buying in on the NFT thing. But I got a Zion picture on the internet if anybody wants to buy it. You could just screenshot it, but mine's different than yours. Yeah, it's that really cool dunk against Sacramento Kings. That's one right. or slam. Yep. Screenshot just not and the one, same, right? Not not same. S screen record, not the same. No. The one that I have, That's different cool. than what you have because I own it. Obviously. You own the IP. Hell yeah. Right? That's you. Yeah. What about the NBA? Doesn't the NBA no. own that? What about the TV networks? Don't the TV networks own that? What about the person? Does the no. player own the something? Play like, no. How's that go? <laughs> no, you do. You I own it. Congrats. I asked so many questions. Uh, how? 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 Like, yeah, that's just how it is. There's no answers. It is. Nobody has any answers there, do they? Nope. Anywhere? Well, when it comes to that whole world, I'd say that I'm listening to the audiobook on Sam Bankman Fried, and it sounded like a lot of the people that worked for his company didn't know what the company was doing either. No one no one had any idea what was happening. See, it pays to be dumb and know you're dumb. And uh yeah. it's one of those situations for me and for us, I think, for the whole team. They also found yeah. about those orgies too. Were they all right? Were they fornicating right. down there? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. Big hey, time. Hey, Who was that guy? All of them. Yeah. I guess it, like a lot of them. It was just kind of you yeah. know their love. Him and his lady. Yeah, yeah, love, love here. His everywhere. girlfriend too. Yeah. Yeah. Like a Buckeye cruise. Yep. Whoa. No. Like a cruise. Oh. Like Pat went on, Pat went yeah, on a swing cruise without knowing it. Well, you know what we're talking about. Hey, listen. Buckeye before cruise we for take cancer. Break, absolutely. It raises a lot of money for NIL and for the Children's Hospital. Obviously, we are massive fans of the Buckeye cruise as a whole, but we have heard that that cruise is titled a C instead of a B at the beginning for those that go every single year is right. what we have been. That is what we have been told. That's right. But also we did see the L that you were going to try to talk to earlier, DoorDash. Uh, we also have a new thing that we're debuting on a program. Look at this mini marquee. Look at this little mini baby marquee. Whoa. Oh, okay. And right, right there, uh, DoorDash awesome. wants to deliver some important information for the program that is to be before we take a break here on this Friday. And I'd like to let DoorDash know we are so incredibly thankful for you. Yes. Like, not only for joining our show, but what you do for me in life every single night, pretty much at this point. Fantastic. I do think we could potentially, you know, I'm, I'm, <laughs> some of these restaurants. Yeah. Hey, figure it out. Yeah. You know, they're really I'm paying 20 some bucks for, uh, you know, probably a yep. $8, $9 thing, but the convenience is fantastic. That's not DoorDash's fault. That's a restaurant's fault. Do what you got to do. But the DoorDash operation has changed my life and my wife's life for the better. 
So we are thankful they're here. And the mini marquee is beautiful. Shane Gillis will be making picks with us at the end of this hour, AJ. I can't wait for that. That's right. DoorDash has changed everybody's life, I feel like. Definitely mine. Everyone else is around. I love that mini marquee. Great job on the graphics. Everybody in the back. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antsgate presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. Let it come. FX's Shogun. Now streaming on Hulu. Is what we've been talking about. You still, uh oh, Pat feels that little delay right there. You see that you get a little bit of a delay. Pat, who is that handsome gentleman sitting next to you, man? We had a run very handsome guy earlier. Now we just, man, double it up. Who is this guy? Yeah, AJ, obviously this guy's <laughs> sex appeal is what he's known for. And uh-huh. uh, his, his stand up comedy is certainly something that people recognize him from. But in our world, this son of a bitch won 11 and four with a anytime touchdown scorer bet in week three when yeah. we we're at Notre Dame. Whoa. Happens to have a show here tonight. I assume both of them or all of them are sold out because that's who he, ladies and gentlemen, Shane Gillis. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. You hear the boys back there, right? Yeah. As we were introing, we couldn't hear shit over here. So, I mean, that's what oh, you saw no, on the nice. back screen there. And he just, we just had to turn up the knob. Just had to turn up the knob in this entire thing. Uh, Shane, show last night, Montgomery. Yeah. Tonight, Tuscaloosa? No, no, no. Just just Montgomery. I'm off tonight. Oh, so you just came here for the game? Yeah. Listen to this, AJ. He talked about scheduling these shows in places at games he wants to go to. Why is this one of the ones you want to get to before the season? Uh, well, I mean, this is this. is I've never been to one of these games. This will be awesome. And uh, Tommy Reese, dude. Still still go Irish. <laughs> yeah, but what about Brian Kelly? What about Brian Kelly? Brian yeah. Kelly abandoned us. Oh, no. <laughs> Tommy did the right thing. Oh, no. Uh, this guy, last time... Every single Notre Dame player that plays in the NFL was name dropped by him and the reason why he picked the teams that he picked. And I think we just dive right into these game picks, AJ Hawk. Yeah, we are. But uh, sorry, there's a Tone Diggs is making me address the the shade situation. Before you were sitting on the surface of the sun, it looked like now you guys are under some kind of shade. Did Shane uh, did Shane order something in there? Did he demand (laughs) it? Say, I don't want to get burnt today or what? What's going on? So, you know, the fine people at ESPN, Mm -hmm. honestly. They've taken care of us far too well in the setup out here. Where it's ridiculous. We got our damn fucking logo on the jumbo trying to Bryant Den- uh, Bryant Denny awesome. Stadium. So when they saw me cooking, they figured out a way to put a, <laughs> a tent over top of me. Smart. They built this for the last hour. Shout out to everybody for wow. doing that, so I don't die. But also shout out to Shane. He's the only one still in the fucking sun though. Like the at the beginning of this thing, the shade was going this way. So he's still kind of getting cooked, which is a damn shame. Uh, but this is much better life. Yes, Tony. Okay. Much better life. This is a much better life. And you're right. Why not get to our picks? We have the, the greatest handicapper that we've seen in, in many months, obviously, in Shane Gillis right there. So let's see if we can pop hey, these Hey, are you nervous right now? <laughs> yeah. I got your luck last time. No. Uh-oh. I was just nervous. Should we let him go first on every game, Pat, or should, should I go first? Absolutely. 
Okay. Shane, right. here we go. Shane, the first one on our agenda right here. What is this? Uh, this is tough to read from Dolphins, over here. Dolphins, yeah. Chiefs. Dolphins are playing the Chiefs in Frankfurt, correct? In Germany. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 9.30 a.m. game. Chiefs are favored by one and a half, or you could get the Dolphins and two points on some sports books. Uh, McDaniel's cracking jokes in Germany. Chiefs are going late. I don't know if that changes anything for you. Chiefs, Dolphins, though, this one should be a primetime game. Instead, 9.30 a.m. Eastern time. A lot of people are going to see it. Most watched game on NFL Network, Shane. How do you like it? Uh, Chiefs. <laughs> Any wow. reason just because? Uh, yeah. Uh, they're just, you know, I wonder if Swift's making it over there. The Deutschland. Oh, that's interesting. Back to South America again. How do you feel about that? That's love. You're in a celebrity world, you know? (laughs) Yeah, you are. You're super, you're super duper celebrity, man. Uh, how do you, they're in love, I think. They're in love. I think they're in love. I think it's, uh, I think it's weird for, uh, dudes to even discuss it. Uh, what do you right mean? <laughs> no, no, dude. Like, this is girl stuff, dude. Why are we talking about it? There's <laughs> been a lot of it. There's been a lot of it. Yeah, They're a lot of love. dudes discussing it, whether yes. it's real or not, which is... Uh, well, J.J. Watt, uh, you know, he's in a high-profile uh, relationship, you know, professional soccer players, his wife. He came out early and was against it, and I think we've all seen the same thing, dudes or ladies. That's true love. They're kissing each other on the cheek, dude. They're oh, kissing yeah. each other on the that's, cheeks. That's, that's they go. That is love. I assume some other things have happened behind closed doors, but you're right. Uh, I, In my eyes, I think um, you got two teams going two different ways here, and Patrick Mahomes is not sick anymore, so he's going to bounce back in a big way on the world stage. Give me the Kansas City Chiefs minus one and a half alongside old Shane Gillis, AJ. Yeah, I'm going to have to uh, I'm gonna have to ride with both of you. I mean, Shane, obviously, I knew I was going to Shane, but yeah, give me Kansas City Jeez, minus Louise. one and a half. They're going to win by seven to ten points. Whoa. Anyway, Goopy, so be quiet back there. We'll be okay. <laughs> Rams at Packers. L.A. Rams traveling to Lambeau to play the Packers here. The Rams are what, three-point dogs or three-point favorites heading in? They're three-point dogs, dogs heading into Lambeau. Okay, Todd, what do you think about that? Uh, yeah, that makes no sense to me, but Stafford is Still questionable. Mm. He's going to be a true game time decision. But once again, I I mean, I just don't know how you can bet on the Packers. What do you got, Shane? What do you think? He's a Packers fan. He's miserable. He thinks they suck forever right now. Uh, They do suck, but I'm going. I'm going with the Packers. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You just believe in them more than the Rams? I just believe in them. Trust that is, Packers are the Packers until they're no longer the Packers. Is Matthew Stafford? We don't know what Matthew Stafford's doing. Game time decision. Yeah. Yeah. He's listed as question. What is it? Can we do an if? Can we do an if? here can we all agree to I that i would one. like uh, one of those yeah sure. i'll agree to that okay if stafford's in give me the rams if he's out i'll take the packers i'm gonna, i'm the exact same thing right there so Perfect. we'll know it's game time decisions so yeah we'll figure it out sunday but yeah i'm i'm with you there shane you're like just it. taking the packers minus three right yeah i'm sticking with it fuck <laughs> matt stafford, yeah. Stafford. Yeah. Fuck matt stafford. <laughs> shane, shane trusts fuck his you, matt stafford. <laughs> <laughs> tampa bay traveling to houston to take on the texans tampa bay are there three point dogs you can get it plus three for tampa bay or minus two and a half for the houston texans houston's tough place to play shane that's what they say they're coming off their their tough loss to the panthers last week buccaneers with baker mayfield getting three or the texans favored by two and a half i'm going bucks I think I'm going with the Houston Texans bouncing back after that uh, C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young situation last week. And I don't know what the Bucks are. Uh, give me the Texans. Damn. Shane went 11-4 last time. I went 3-9. Yep. That's what I'm realizing here the last two. This is going the wrong way. I'll take the – give me the Texans. Okay, you're taking the Texans. I was on them the whole time, and then I started thinking, why would I not go with Shane? So give me the Bucks at plus three right here. Right. I you guys Baker, are putting – this is – Back on track. Shane, 11-4, you're the greatest <laughs> handicapper in the history of sports. Stu Finer is writing books about you. Yeah. That's what's going on right now, Shane. 11-4. 
a Washington taking on Conman's Patriots and Washington three-point uh, dogs headed uh-huh. into New England. How is it going? Any health issues that we need to know about? We know Chase Young was traded away from Washington. Sweat also. Sweat is gone. Away. Jeez, man. Those are two two dynamic players. Uh, what do you think here, Shane? Ah, man. I'll, Washington just traded like two of their best Yeah, players. yeah, yeah. I love it. Uh, but the Patriots... I'm going oh. Washington. Okay. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm going Washington. Just because of a little rally cry? Yeah, you know, the I think team, so. Yeah, there's a chance. It's in New England, but that's no longer like a big fear for people, seemingly. No offense, Connor. No, no. Feels no. like that's not really. Yeah, even when we went to the playoffs the last time in uh, 2021 with Mac, I believe we had like a 2-7 and seven home record. Oh, boy. Wow. I, I just, you know, whenever you said commanders, I thought to myself, yeah, why not the commanders this week? And then I remember. Yeah, give me the command. No, they're selling. Yeah. No way. Give me the Patriots. Give me the Patriots. I'll take the Patriots. Yeah, I'll take I'll the Patriots. Quick reminder, too. It's you know, Ron Rivera doesn't know that they traded Chase Young and Sweat True. still. True. So he, he right. won't He'll know. Find that Sunday. out Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Could be yeah, a bit of a dust decision. up anytime the Patriots take Washington. Could be a bit of a dust up. Nice. Oh, uh, we get it. Nice. Happy J- it. Yeah, AJ Hawk's birthday is January 6th, Shane, by the way. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. his birthday. What a special day. Well, <laughs> yeah, you were there. Certainly. You were there, Shane. <laughs> yeah, Shane at, the bar, was... at the birthday party. Yeah, Shane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course. I mean, Shane, exactly. I was at my house, Shane, in Ohio. It's documented. I was on a show. I was on this the program. Either done. way, yeah, of course, Patriots of course, minus yeah. three. I'll take the Patriots minus three on this one. Bears, Saints, a lot of points there. It appears if that's, is that eight and a half, yeah. six and a half, eight, eight and a half in New Orleans. Tough place to play. Ah. Uh, the Eight and a half is a lot of points, Shane. How do you feel? It is a lot of points. I'm going. Uh, I'm going Bears, dude. Cole Komet. Let's go. Oh yeah. <laughs> Bears starting quarterback is Bagent. Bagent. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Bagent. Bagent. Like the bag man. Well, his dad is an arm wrestling champion. Twenty eight times out of West Virginia, an absolute dog out there. And the Saints. Now I'm going with the Saints. Yeah, I saw Derek Carr like slice and dice the Colts defense literally just four days ago. I forgot about that until now. Give me the Saints minus eight and a half because it feels like that's a big number they're not supposed to cover. And the sports books are in their bag. So give me the Saints. See, I've, I think I've taken the Saints many times this year, and I think I've gotten screwed each time. But you know what? All that means, Pat and Shane, that means I'm due. Give me the Saints Hell minus yeah. eight and a half as we move on to Minnesota taking on Artie Smith, Atlanta Falcons in Atlanta. Minnesota's four-point dogs. Who's their starting quarterback? Uh, they still don't Darren know. Darren Hall. Darren Hall. Oh, okay. Most likely. Uh, Darren Hall? With a J. J with a J. Jaron Hall. Jaron Hall. Oh, from, yeah. from BYU. He can sling it. He can rock <laughs> it. So you taking Minnesota? No. <laughs> you got no. Atlanta? I'm going Atlanta. Okay. okay. Artie Smith was on the show earlier. Felt like he was comfortable. Taylor Heineke always does Taylor Heineke things. Yep. I'm going to be honest. The screen just dropped out in front of us pretty mightily. So we, uh, we don't. What is the spread Fal- again? Falcons minus three and a half or Vikings uh, plus four. Give me the Falcons minus three and a half alongside Shane. And I think it's because the mustache that Artie has right now just seems so flawless. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have to ride with you because Marty or Artie, sorry, and was, Marty. was actually he was kind of pissed that I even questioned whether he had his mustache still or not. So I respect his uh I was disrespectful. His fortitude and everything. Marty and Artie are brothers. Actually. We're watching somebody go through their <laughs> computer. Try to figure out their computer. Oh no. <laughs> There's so many different things going on. They're Where doing great cookies? work right now. Any files? Oh, there we <laughs> go. Anything weird? All right. Now we Actually, clean slate on the cookies, it seemed like, and the tabs were all, you know, straight ahead. And we're back. Hey, that's incredible work right there. Good for you, man. Yeah, He looks like he might have had some bad tabs up, and he doesn't, so congrats. (laughs) (laughs) Is that a compliment? (laughs) He's got the look of a man who has some tabs. (laughs) 
Just the hey, working man. We appreciate you. Honestly, genuinely, yeah. That was really good work. Thank you, man. Valid statement, though, yeah. There's the next one. Arizona at Cleveland. Okay. Arizona plus eight and a half. Are you kidding me? Cleveland minus eight. You can get, yeah. So what, what do you think there's, here, Shane? There's news on. on There's news on this one. Uh, Kyler was thrown with the backups at practice today. Clayton Toon was thrown with the starter. So they think Clayton Toon is going to be the starter. I think yep. Kyler might start. They might try to throw us off. Yeah, okay, Wat- maybe. Watson is playing. He will oh. start. Mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson's playing. It's yeah, a yeah, game. I can't wait to see how he looks. Let's move to minus nine and a half and ten, actually. But right, right there it says minus eight. So if I want the Browns, I was just letting the people right? know, AJ. Mm. No, the line is nine and a half or ten. You get nine and a half Dang. if you want the Browns, AJ. Okay. That's what you get. Shane, what are you thinking about here? What, what I mean, I, I want to go I want to go Browns, but shout out Brady Quinn, dude. I'm going Cardinals. There you go. <laughs> wait, what? He's at war, dude. He almost got in a fight. In, in no, Ireland. no, he was at war with Watson. <laughs> oh, Watson's oh, guy. Yeah. yeah. His, his coach, yeah. you're right. Quincy if, if Watson Quincy. start, If Watson's starting, I'm going Cards, dude. Oh, boy. Shane, that's, that's AJ's brother-in-law. A little fun fact. Yeah. Yeah, and also a guy that almost got to a brawl in Ireland with Shane Gillis, also Notre Dame legend. Uh, yeah. Quincy, that was awesome. Is Deshaun Watson playing? Quincy Avery still his coach? Yeah, okay. Brady Quinn wants to fight that guy still. I'm rolling <laughs> with him. Give me the cards as well. Uh, wow. Deshaun Watson. I might lose every day. So, so no, no, no. The Browns are minus nine. And I'm half, at plus saying? 10, by the way, the cards, right? Plus yeah, 10? Yes, yeah. Yeah. Plus yeah. 10. Are you really? Mm-hmm. Okay, give me a yeah. shout out, Brady Quinn. Give me the Browns minus nine and a half then at home. Dog pound is going to be loud. Arr, arr. Don't you think? Oh, Pat? wait a Brady Quinn's currently at odds with the Browns. I think Brady. You yeah. think Brady cares if I pick the Browns or not? Here, I don't think it's gonna, he he's going to lose any sleep over that. Seattle takes on Baltimore. Seattle six point wow. dogs. That seems crazy, but Baltimore's a great team. You can get Baltimore minus five and a half or Seattle at plus six. Shane, Seattle, dude. Obviously, yeah. yeah I, love I was. I was wondering this game. I was. I was pondering this one. I oh, walked I, out. Walked oh, out of my were. hotel. I saw a really? fat lady in a Seattle shirt in Montgomery, <laughs> Alabama. I said, "What are the odds?" Yeah, universe. Yeah. Smart. Universe says Geno Seahawks. Smith, Carol, Seahawks. I'll tell you what, that that sounds like very sound universe speak. <laughs> yeah. I'm going with Ravens, though, just strictly uh, because I did not see Fat Lady and Seattle Seahawks in Montgomery. I did see Lamar Jackson being told about his record being 17 and one against the NFC and then basically saying, like, don't talk about it. I don't want to talk about it like it was a perfect game. He continues to be one of the most humble dudes on earth. He's playing his best ball. Give me the Ravens at home. That's a long flight. For the Seahawks, hmm. long, long flight, early game yeah. too. Yeah, day clock. It's a one o'clock Body game clock. for Seattle's Seattle. used to that. Oh, Seattle's used to that. Local. Pete will have them rolling. They're doing high knees up and down the the aisles. We know Russell left that with all of them. So I will take the Ravens minus five and a half here, Shane. I'm sorry I cannot go <laughs> with you and the the unfortunate right. gal you saw leaving the hotel. Okay, moving on. Let's go. That was actually much nicer. Jeez, much nicer please. than anything you guys have ever said. So you guys can be quiet. Colts at Panthers. Colts yeah, are what minus, are you Colts at minus two you and a half. Said it, no, you guys trying to make something out of everything. Can we do anything? Can we do anything here? Can we do anything? Everything doesn't have to be a thing. Let's just do the games. We're trying to do the thing. This is one of our only things. I said something the unfortunate game. That's much much nicer than what some other people may have described people as. Look, if you want to do the honorable thing. Shane said she was limping. She said she was limping, so something was wrong with her. He didn't say limping. Yeah, he did. She said she was limping, so I was like, dang, she must have just had knee surgery or something. Well, right. You were right to assume the limp, dude. She, yeah. <laughs> Told you. The unfortunate <laughs> She's in Montgomery. I, yeah, I, she I, had a limp. <laughs> I don't even know what game we're on, Shane. Hey, lady, we hope it's all right. 
We're, ha- we're hoping everything's okay. Yeah. Sorry, AJ just thinks your life is a mess. You she's apologize? limping around. Of course, she's unfortunate. I have empathy for her. You ever heard of it? Well, Cold, I apologize for this lady. Yeah. The universe put her into Shane Gillis's life today for this thing, and you just go ahead and ruin her existence. If you would like to apologize to that Montgomery oversized lady, I think <laughs> oh, you would all be Oh, oversized lady's much nicer, right? That's uh, the same. The queen's. You guys are well. pigs. You guys are pigs. She- Oh, I'm going to have to walk right. off. You know who you sound <laughs> give like me the, right Give me the Panthers plus two and a half. Oh. They're playing oh, the Colts. Oh, new game. <laughs> new game. Give me the Colts, obviously, going down to Carolina. And Frank Reich did a lot of things to that Colts team. And it might be a revenge game for him, but it's the organization get back as well. Give me the Colts. Mm. Shane? You got me fired up, dude. I'll go Colts, too. Okay. All Quentin right. Nelson. Quentin Nelson? Yeah, Quentin Nelson all day. All day, dude. Oh. All, day. all day, dude. Hey, Shane, Just, I don't I What they call him? What do they call him? Earl Gray. Earl Gray in college, they called him. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, T-Bat. Oh, God. Yeah, what a just, great finishing yeah. move. What a he beautiful move. He was pancaking move. people. Yeah. He was pancaking people. That was when he got drafted to the Colts, like number six overall. Uh, we draft a guard. That was certainly something that was talked about in Chris Ballard's thing. And then, like, stories started. Like, wait till you see this guy play football. Yeah. And, like, his nickname's Earl Gray. And then it's like, you got to, like, think, like, uh, he's always jacked up, like he has uh, breakfast tea. They're like, no, because he pancakes and then he finishes through. He's nasty. He man. is nasty. Always has been. I yeah. Think. Big guy. Big guy. I like big guys. Oh, yeah? Amen. <laughs> yeah. I hell see. yeah. A lot of meat. A lot of <laughs> meat on those guys. I get excited if I see a big guy. Yeah, me too. And he's one of them. And he's going to lead them to a dub, just like Shane said. <laughs> hey, Shane, are you friends with John Hamm? I'm not. He's apparently a big guy. I yeah. Googled that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> did it pop up? Did, did, did you, you see Google it? That? Just, you Googled that Google Hamaconda? Just Google it. You'll see. Oh, uh, okay. Nice. All right. We talked about him earlier. We talked about him earlier. We did a little bit. Okay, Shane, this game's got to feel good for you. I mean, Cowboys taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. This is the game of the yeah. week. Cowboys plus three. <laughs> Eagles minus three. What are you guys laughing at? Why is this got to feel good? Because Shane game. loves everything about this game. Yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like the Eagles, See, obviously, and also a little easy one. Anytime, anytime scorer, Kenny Gainwell. Yes, wow. this, he did this last time. This is it. Book. Hey, he's this Book guy's the actual sports handicap. That's a that's gonna that's gonna hit. Look at this. <laughs> Look at this. Holy hell, Gabe Davis. I mean, that's that's what you did last time. Don't bring this up next week. <laughs> no, we won't do. Yeah, we want Kenny Gainwell anytime scores. We won two and eleven last week, pal. So we don't mm-hmm. bring up that graphic at all. We just keep it moving. Uh, give me the Philadelphia Eagles at home. Uh, you heard Jerry Jones talk about what the Philly uh, faithful uh, is going to be like for their team. You heard Mike McCarthy talk about it. I think they are already overthinking this Eagles team. And I saw Jason Kelsey sing on the New Heights pod just a couple days ago. Seems like he's ready to go. Give me the Philadelphia Eagles. With that being said, give me the Dallas Cowboys plus three oh, on the wow. road at Philly. I don't know. I feel like this defense what is, is What a up. soft pick. Soft, dude. Not America. Soft. I took the underdog. Obviously, that's not the soft yeah, pick. You took your the hometown. Oh, yeah, of oh, course, the Eagles. AJ, I forgot to tell you, dude. Ryan Day is soft. Lou Holtz is the man. Oh, boy. <laughs> why, why can't they both be the man? Soft-ass team. Yeah, well, I mean, it's still one. Doesn't matter. The Cowboys got hey, That's all right. We made some mistakes. W's we just got the guy on the field. Hey, yeah, I, well, hey, I love your head coach. I love Marcus Freeman. I played them. I, I appreciate and respect what they have over there. Yeah, no, we all respect and appreciate Lou Holtz, too. We got to yeah, remember that forever. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Lou Holtz and then the other Lou Holtz that we have here. We, we love them both. Yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> Giants taking on the Las Vegas Raiders. Okay. Had a subject? My bad, everybody. No, no, no. No, it was not. AJ's we had him on the show. We had, we had Ryan Day on the show. It was great. I thought it was I awesome. Saw. 
AJ got all worked up though about it because AJ was associated with the two Lou Holtz's interview. That quote came from our show, obviously, when a yeah. fake Lou Holtz was interviewing the actual real Lou Holtz. So AJ was kind of dragged into it. And as you know, AJ's the hero of Ohio State. Yeah, I was so he's kind of attached to Lou Holtz. I wasn't yeah. dragged in. I've found out actually over the weeks that not many people knew it was fake Lou Holtz interviewing Lou Holtz <laughs> when he made those comments, and they still don't know. I ran into multiple people like that that don't know the internet. That's good journalism, baby. That's what everybody says about this show. Yeah. Good journalism. Always. And that's what we got going on, obviously. <laughs> Giants at Raiders, Shane. Giants, uh, what, they're one and a half point dogs against the Raiders because the Raiders have the obviously the new new coach game, usually uh, very successful. Yeah. Cone says 100% after. 100% uh, win rate. With, after uh, coach gets yeah, fired. Coach gets fired. Shane. Yeah. All right, I'm going Durs. Go Raiders. Yeah, I'm going as well, just blindly because of the 100% success rate of the fired coaches' yep. inspiration that comes to the team. And also, Giants selling. At the uh, trade deadline. Yep. So, I don't know what the vibes are inside, but I know what the Raiders are, and that's high. Give me yep. the Raiders. Leonard Williams gone. Give me the Raiders. Max Crosby. Tons of pressures. Maybe three sacks. We'll see. The guy is non-stop. Devontae. Devontae, monster day. Yeah, it should be fun. Should be fun to see what these Raiders look like. What, we have one more game now here to pick, Pat? Mm -hmm. Sunday. Big one. Uh-oh. Bengals. Some Bengals players... Talking a little bit, aren't yeah, they? Saying no the Bills were making here. excuses last uh -huh. time because it was snowy. Well, hey, we're here now. What do you think? So, Shane, Bills are two-point underdogs heading into yeah. Cincinnati Sunday night. What a game. I like it. I like the Bills. And, uh, again, dude, big game, Gabe. You're right. Anytime score, Gabe. Wow. I love that. We got Maybe. two of those this week. Maybe two TDs. Whoa. Oh, 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 oh. That's crazy. A little extra side. Crazy talk on a Sunday That's night crazy. football for Gabe Davis. Um, the celebration was sick. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got to enjoy yeah, that. Yeah, that was the happiest I've been in a while. Yeah, you see that? You're real excited. Yeah. Were you watching it live? Did yeah. you see it on the internet? Of course, I watch every game. Yeah. And as soon as it went live, you go yeah. bananas? Yeah. For those that don't know, uh, he's been asking Gabe Davis to do a celebration after a touchdown for a long time. It was an internet video where the kid, yep. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it is. And for some reason, you were infatuated with it, and you said, Gabe, do it. he did it. Yeah, he did it. And that's all. Awesome. First touchdown against the Dolphins, he hit it. You still talking? How's he feeling? Uh, he's feeling good. We just send Instagram memes that's it that's i don't really we don't really talk that much yeah. I, I used i used to have one of those with stone cold steve austin i would just get a random internet meme from stone yeah. cold steve austin it was nice. the coolest day of my life i've never felt sweeter you got celebrations taking place for guys i think this weekend is going to be one that's going to be remembered as the game in which the buffalo Bills came back to who the buffalo Bills are Ooh, they man. go into cincy get a massive win and on monday we have to go you know josh allen he has those bad games but every once in a while he can compete with the best of them. I think getting two points is a big deal. This is going to be a close one. Give me the Buffalo Bills in Cincinnati. That's a man. Both of you guys make this tough for me. I've gotten back and forth on this one, but I'm taking the Bengals minus one and a half at home. I Whoa. think that Bengals D line can get some four man pressure. Hendrickson, uh, Hubbard, obviously, as we see in this graphic, they're going to be all over Josh Allen. He'll still play well. But Bengals win though. Okay. Well, I would like to take this incredible opportunity to tell Shane Gillis that not only do we appreciate his brain and comedy, but making us all that money in week three. And this yeah. time, we're all blindly betting max don't, bets don't do it. Don't do with it. what you just did. Yep, that's what we're do doing. Every game. We saw the put the graphic back on, please. Please put the graphic back up here as we shout out DoorDash the best. Uh, you won 11-4 and four and had two an anytime touchdown scorer that hit. This year, this week, it was two of them. Yeah. And then now, we know you're going to go probably, probably have one miss. And we appreciate you doing that. Nobody's hey, been able to do that in sports gambling. Thanks a lot. Hey, how are we doing on a special? We got a new yeah. special coming? Uh, I mean, it'll be probably like a year and a half. So you're in tour right now full-time? Yeah. Go to ShaneGillis.com to find out yeah, where the hell Shane you are. Yeah, ShaneMGillis.com, yeah. What's your middle and name? And you are? Michael. 
I knew it. It's a good one. Name. I don't know why I said it like it was going like, to matter. Like Jordan. groundbreaking yeah. Jordan. It's basically. actually Michael. After, after <laughs> okay. Michael Jordan, yeah. ShaneMGillis.com to find out where he's at. He was in Montgomery last night. He'll be in Tuscaloosa just hanging out this evening and watching the game. Hey, from our generation, I would like to say thank you. Hell yeah, man. You're thank be you. The guy. No, thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, Shane Gillis. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Hell Appreciate yeah. you, Shane. Hey, hey pop that back that. on up to uh, uh, Zito if you want to. Go, Irish. Who they who they got this week? Does he, is she still there? Ac uh, it's actually a tough one. Clemson at noon. Oh, hey, no. Dabo's Dabo. Dabo. Like yeah. Him, yeah, Shane, what do you yeah. think of Dabo? You've been watching his like pressers and everything. He seems to. <laughs> I like it's it. Tough he's, losing, a man, he's a good man of faith. I like it. <laughs> he said that guy went Old, old Testament on him and he had to get yeah. Old Testament back. I didn't yeah. know exactly what it meant, but I appreciated it. Yeah, he's nuts. Yeah, he is. He's a good coach. You want a good nuts coach. Yeah, in, in college football. Yeah. What do you think about Saban? What do you think about him? I you? think he's probably nuts, dude. <laughs> like behind closed doors? Yeah, obviously. He's a psycho. He's the best coach of all time. <laughs> what do you think Brian Kelly's like? I don't know, man. Yeah, what do you mean? Yeah, you do. What do you mean? Put that I don't know. kid up there. His new accent. Cool. Cherry picker, scissor <laughs> yeah, lift. Yeah. You know. Jeez. Uh -huh. Jeez. Wow. Oh, bro. Jeez. Oh, bro. bro. What's wrong with you? It happened. You that stuff's not funny it. to joke about. You went too You're far a bad guy. Shane. Yeah, that is not funny. Shane's telling us too far. Too far, Shane. Yeah, Shane. Thank you for that. Shane Chris. Shane knows the line. Shane knows the line. You know what I mean? He knows where not to go. Yeah, sure. Michigan's Definitely. cheating. Michigan's cheating, dude. What yeah. is happening? Stick them out, dude. What's going on? Get man? rid of them. Get rid of them, dude. Have you gotten to Although, the bottom of it? I would. I don't know. I like those Connor Stallions at Central Michigan pictures. Does you see cool? those? Yeah. That's fun. Are those glasses recording? Are those? Does he have a camera in the glasses? Mm -hmm. I don't know what he's doing, but if if they get rid of him, come to Notre Dame, Connor. <laughs> <laughs> we need you, dude. We Steal need some signals. <laughs> I'm all for it. Nobody's really gone that angle. Like, hey, everybody's saying all this stuff, but also, can we hire? Wouldn't him? that be nice to have a guy? Yeah, West Virginia would love to have a guy that knows everybody. This guy writing a manifesto, being obsessed oh, with your no. team. That's kind of weird, though, don't you think? A little bit. Yeah, it's crazy. That's good, though. Yeah, you need that in college yeah. football. Yeah, it's like the coaches you're saying. You need an insane guy that will go pretend to be a coach at Central Michigan to steal signals. That's good. If you want to win a natty, yeah. How bad do you want it? Michigan needs to. Do they haven't won one since what forty eight? They got half a title oh, oh. since 48. Ooh. Yep. Sad, dude. Sad. Bro. Hey, Notre, Dame's, Notre Dame's got big brains. How come you guys don't have uh, any sign figure out? Or... <laughs> we'll figure it out. Okay. Dude, don't oh, worry. Oh, sweet. Just hope that happens. I don't want to. You want to just hang? That's why I'm here. What's up? I'm trying yeah, to get some signals, dude. We oh, might, you might be matching up against these guys. If we're like working for <laughs> oh, the Notre man. Dame football team. It's like, oh, Shane Gillis is going to all these games. He scheduled he scheduled his oh, shows around oh. all the big games. Yeah. Saban's going to put you on and the I no get drunk on, <laughs> I get drunk and I miss every signal. I go, God damn it, what the hell was that? There's no way that guy's stealing signals. He was very obviously <laughs> yeah. inebriated when he walked into this. Are you on the sideline of this game or I will, uh, Yeah, for the oh, beginning at least. Bro, this place is awesome. What was it, third quarter? Dixieland Delight? Yeah. Yeah. When yeah. was it? Yeah. Awesome. Third or fourth. Yeah. Electric. Dude, I, it, what time's Light show hits. This place is bananas. That one is? Yeah, it's yeah. a night game. Oh, Shane, night it's going to be amazing. The light show, like they manipulate the lights. They do every. That place is awesome. The MC oh. they have over there. Ooh. Dog. Juice. MC's got the juice. Really? Yeah. Like yes. not even, you know, because some of those MCs are a little laughable. Yeah, it's yeah. a tough job. You're talking to a whole stadium. The one here, real talent in the show, in the music, real deal. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, it should be good. You've been down to LSU. I guess they say that. I've never been. Yeah, I haven't been to any of these. Uh, the only SEC game I ever went to, I went to at South Car Tennessee at South Carolina a couple years ago. So you tailgate out here tomorrow before? Yeah, I'll probably do. Yeah, yeah go experience it. It is different yeah. down here. With dude. who? Randoms? With randoms or do you know people? I don't know. I don't know. 
I'll you, figure it out. That's a that's a big demo for you. I'd imagine these college kids love your stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's it probably is. tough for you to be in public in a lot of places now. Uh, more yeah, it's only just because I wish I wish I had female fans. It's just dudes, it's just <laughs> oh. dudes, nonstop. Hey. It's like, dude, you're not, can I get a picture with you? I'm like, yeah, yeah. The bros will love you. I think down here. Yeah, we, we went to what was it? The SEC championship was that the first SEC game we went to? It was in Atlanta, I think. Yeah, New Jersey. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah but that was the first SEC. And they're like, wait till you go to the SEC. Wait till you go to the SEC. Yeah. It's insane. It is like a religion to these people. Like it yeah. actually is. Like four I mean, or five generations of them. I guess Notre Dame's similar, but down here it's like everywhere. Yeah. For sure. You know? Yeah. Get boozed up with these people. I think they'll really love Super classy tailgates. They got all those tents where they're set up really, really nice tailgates. Yeah, you have to wear khakis and a, a bottom awesome food. Yeah, oh, you're tie. Yeah. You're shopping. Croquis. Yeah, you look good. Yeah. There was a 78-year-old lady right down here that told me to get the fuck off of her field. Really? It was awesome. She thought I was disrespecting <laughs> football. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Do you remember yeah. when that... It was awesome. I'm like, I'm so sorry, lady, but I'm actually like forced to be here right now. They will not let me leave. But it is amazing. You'll have a great time, Shane. Awesome. I appreciate Thank you guys for having me. All Thank right, you, boys. All right. Appreciate you, Hell Shane. Yeah, Shane. Shane Gillis. There we go. Beautiful transition out there. So Shane had a show in Montgomery, Alabama last yeah. night. Yeah. Correct. So probably drove to Tuscaloosa. Yep. Mm hmm Goes to the game. Mm -hmm. yep. What right. a great weekend for this. Great weekend. Yeah, I think he's in Baltimore next weekend and then uh, Pennsylvania. What, is, he, is he going to games on all of them probably? Probably. At least at least half of them. Is that everybody's goal probably if you're a comedian, you're a touring comedian? Like, let me get good enough. And, if you're smart. So I can set my schedule so I can cater around all the cool events I want to see. I mean, Bingo. yeah, that that's a pretty good gig. I think I've heard, I heard Bill Burr did that for different things, baseball games and all that stuff. Oh, yeah, when the Sox were really good. He, he was actually really? doing that, yeah, so he could see a lot of their games. I haven't seen his – does Bill Burr have any new uh, hours out? No, no, He's a new movie out. Yeah, they're he, coming out. Uh, out. Angry Dads? Old, yeah, old, old, old Dads. Dads. How is it? You pretty good, it? actually. I watched it. Sick. Yeah. It's right up Bill. your alley, AJ. This, is, this, this, this movie was made for AJ Hawk. You will enjoy it thoroughly. You really think so? Yes. Yeah, it is Did Bill write it? Yes. Oh, then yeah. I and can you see love being Bobby, very, very good. Bobby Directed, Cannavale. Bobby Cannavale? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he's, yeah. Those two together are awesome. Who the, else? The third guy is also hilarious. Dane Cook. Morgan Freeman? Dane no. Cook. No, I think it's Bokeem Woodbine. I'm there not, it is. Wait, Dane Cook is in this? Yeah. No. No. Oh. He's not. Dane's still doing it, though. Dane has, Dane's married. He still has a, I know I've seen him, he, he's recently married. I don't know if he has a kid yet or not, yeah, well, but he's people, been touring people, all over. People weren't too happy about that marriage. Why? To put, to what put happened? It he's very likely. young, apparently. I think Dane is like 50, which is crazy. Yeah, and they've been dating for like five, six years, and she's like 24. So. Does that add up? Is that okay? <laughs> well, that, that's that's that why people, that well, what does dating mean? That's right, the other question. Right true. What does dating mean? That's right why people weren't too happy about it on the internet. We were all, I mean, we all talked about it before. We were just happy that, you know, Dane found love. Yeah. Well, we love love. Here. We do love Bingo. love. Uh, right. Love love makes the world go round. Does that's it? right. Mm -hmm. And the earth. What do you think? Then power? why were you painted as the devil Matt Canada for Halloween? What do you think powers the there sun? There's no love. What do you think powers the sun? I don't know. Love. 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 And there's plenty of people that love the devil. What happened to Argo Land? Was it called Argo Land we found? What it happened? Was. We found it finally. Yeah, I know, but we talked about it, and then I haven't heard one word since then. Well, they're still trying to hash well, out yeah, the I mean, kinks with the new Okay, continent. I know that we're joking around, and this is a sarcastic program, and Pat will be joining us maybe. When there's a back. bunch of words about it. There's a bunch of words still, about it. Yeah. From when we talked about it, there's a bunch of more words, or I feel like it's Bro, the more the words. Are, it again. might not just be... It might not just be Argo Land and uh, Lego World. There might be a whole planet inside of planet yeah. Earth. Yep. That's what, well, did you read that article? No. No, no absolutely not. Just Nick, read the headline Nick like did. most was, things. Nick did. It was very disappointing. Yeah. Like, oh, a no. little misleading. 
I'm sorry. I don't need to know that. I was curious. I had to know. It, it wasn't a whole planet. It was a billion years ago. A planet collided with Earth, and there's some rocks left from the other planet inside of Earth. That's not even close. Oh, the big boom. The big boom or whatever. Is that the big boom? <laughs> no. Big boom, the big, big bang. bang. But oh, Okay. Something happened. That's, I mean, you that's know, a very misleading headline, if that's the case. Very we have some. There's a couple rocks laying around from this meteorite that hit the Earth. Yeah. Well, headlines would never be misleading. You're right. That's not how the world works. What if Shane goes perfect right there? I just asked him that as he was on his way out. I'm like, what if you just picked a perfect slate after going 11-4? What if that's just your thing? Like, you just happen to always get lucky whenever you're doing it. And I was like, pretty profitable little business if you really wanted to. You yeah. know, not a bad making picks for people. If, yeah. he, if he does it again, he should start marketing that. He should start pumping those out and letting people he's know. He's doing it right. He is. Yeah, what do you he, mean? Hey, just, he's working too, man. Yeah. Like, he's just on. There's no real, like, are you on tour? Uh, Yeah. It's what are we talking about? He just we're watching weekend, him too. We're watching him explode right in front of our eyes. Like he is, like you say, his arrow is pointed way up right now. He's doing huge theaters now. He'll be on. He'll be doing arenas soon, won't he? I assume, yeah. But it's also like good business and everything. I just asked him. He was like, "What are you doing?" And I was like, "I don't really have any plans." What about you? He was like, "Well, if you want to go grab a drink or whatever, let me know." I'm like, "Can you do that?" Like, can you do that? Yeah. Is that something you can do? And he was like, can you? I'm like, I think I can, yeah, but I assume you can or whatever. And he was like, I don't know. I was like, could be a catastrophe, I guess. We can go find <laughs> out. So we might go get a little, uh, maybe a little meal and maybe what? a what? later. What? But like com comedians business is interesting, you know? Like it is, wait, you got to move to New York normally, and then you're on the road, then you're in a car. And then to get to this point where you're selling out theaters, like the amount of work that you've had to put in, not only into your craft, but also to your body and to your life schedule is oh. very vast. So I'm incredibly pumped and proud of him. And I don't really know Beast. him that well. But Most like, of them want to get to where pumped. Shane's at. Most comedians want to get to where he's at, but where Shane at, where he is in his career is still a grind, man. Like you got to travel, you got to hit the road and you got to, I think the toughest thing probably, he has that special. Now you got to come up with a whole new hour because people are expecting more. It's like if you you wrote a great album and you're a, a musician, cool, what's next? Yeah, he's early on his Yeah, career. but also, he is also musicians, musicians can play the hits. You can play, you can play that banger for the next 50 years. Comedians, like, yep. once somebody kind of hears your story, you know, I guess your diehard fans would be like, hey, I want to hear blah, blah, blah again. But you got to keep creating. But once they put it on the special, it. they burn it. They burn it. They won't usually use it again. That's the thing. Like, it would be, that's a tough, yeah. tough world, man. Very, to very. continue to come up with very, like, relevant, funny stuff. I, man, I don't know how they do it. And people turn on you quick over there. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. people will yeah. let you know if they don't think you're funny anymore. Mm -hmm. That'll, that'll, Can you imagine but if I guess Shane that... went like super clean, everything, how bad people would call him a sellout? Oh, buddy. I couldn't even fathom it. I know we're probably the only show in history that let him on, though, which I'm pretty pumped up about. So I'm thankful that he has given us an opportunity a couple of times. But like, yeah, I'm pumped for him, man. And he's just going to keep crushing. Like you guys said, he's very early in this entire thing. And he's also a football guy. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh -huh. Like, I'm happy a football guy's in there. You know what I mean? I'm pretty pumped up about that. You guys can walk, uh, from what I remember when we were in Tuscaloosa, you could just walk across the parking lot and go to that B-dubs. Yeah. Yeah, we're not, we're staying, we're not staying at the place where the gun was on the, in, on the street. Oh, that's uh, good. Smart okay. move. New spot. Yeah, from what I, from what I've been told, it's a new spot. That's a real story, a true story. Walk from a hotel to a restaurant, and there's just a gun laying there in the middle of the street. But sure, okay. they, somebody found it. Somebody picked it up. Happy for them. Happy they found their gun out here. But, yeah, I'm staying in a different place. It's not the same exact spot. That's good. You excited for uh, for game day in the morning? I am. I don't, to be honest, I did, you know, yeah, I'm very pumped up about it. But a lot of the things that a lot of people have said have been like, Alabama is used to, like, 
yeah. massive games mm -hmm. and like game day being here and like all that type of stuff. So I'm expecting the juice to be awesome in the morning because it is college game day and like so incredibly lucky to be a part of game day. But like with the crowds that we've been experiencing over the last few weeks, it's like, man, we've had great turnouts and they have been very active crowds and loud crowds. And this is me personally thinking like, are, are Bama people still at the point of like going crazy with game day? I hope so. Mm -hmm. I'm expecting it I think they are. because it's such a good college football town. But like, that is a wonder that I have in the back of my mind where it's like, they're used to this. Like if they're ranked low, it's like, we're not supposed to be ranked low. We're not supposed to be ranked eighth or whatever we're ranked right now. We're supposed to be in the top five. That's what Alabama is. Game day is supposed to be here. Yeah. <laughs> this is kind of how it goes, you know? So I'm pumped to kind of experience it tomorrow morning for sure. You got to think LSU is going to get their juices going though. Yeah. They're going to get them all riled up. Yeah, I would think so. This could be, I mean, it's a old very, squad. I really hope. It's a huge, huge game tomorrow for both is, of these teams. Is uh, Brian Kelly coming on the show tomorrow? Uh, I don't know. I would love to see Am I the guy Alabama that's supposed crowd? to announce who's coming on the show? That's interesting because we do have a pretty good. Do you know the do we know the guest picker? Yeah, yes. yeah, Nate Bargatze. Oh, it's Bargatze. Nate okay. Bargatze. Nate Bargatze, another comedian. Queen, and Shane just Queen comedian. Yeah. Shane just told me how awesome he is Pretty and cool. how we're gonna enjoy the hell out of him. I and enjoy his stuff very much. He just yeah, Tony's SNL. been a huh? really he yeah just hosted, he hosted SNL, SNL yeah. last week. Yep. Okay, nice. Yeah, so I'm happy to meet him. He has a special on Prime. I think he has a special on Netflix as well. Nice. I'm going to watch him tonight. But everybody I know that knows him says he's awesome, so I can't wait to meet him. I think we have Saban coming to the set tomorrow. I think yeah. Lane Kiffin's going to be on the show. Mm -hmm. Like there's Lane. I think there's some other – like I think there's a lot going on. I, I think we have uh, an awesome show tomorrow, which I'm very excited Harba to be Is Harbaugh coming on? You know, Connor Stallions didn't reach back out, I don't think. I think oh, Lindsey tried to hit him up. Wow. I don't know if he's coming on game day tomorrow. Should should try to get him Where on. Where is that guy? Sure. For real, like, nobody, you can't hide now if people want to find you. Are they? What are you talking about? Is this he, guy's former Marine. He's the the master of disguise. Yeah. Yeah. He can hide, about, okay? You're right. Hey, see, see if CFO Phil flew down here and he came into the game day production meeting and Pete Thamel came walking in, you know? Mm -hmm. and Pete sits down and Pete's in the middle of this, you know, there, I haven't seen one single good thing said about Pete from the entire state of Michigan oh. in the last <laughs> like two weeks. Yep. Pete Thamel is certainly public enemy number one because he's at the forefront of this entire thing that seems to be just growing and growing and growing. And he'll tell you, he's just reporting the facts. Soon as Phil sees him, Phil goes, how come we haven't heard from Connor Stallion? Where's Connor Stallion? Is Connor Stallion still around? Like, is he still <laughs> at the Michigan? And, and I was like, Phil, that's a great, <laughs> that's, haven't even considered that question. Like, is Connor Stallion still working in the building? Has he mm -hmm. talked to anybody? Where the hell is he? He's hired some lawyer, I guess. But there's so much still to be on, on kind of uncovered in this entire situation. And I don't, none of it's good. It seems like none of it's good for Michigan or for college football. By the way, don't love it. Don't love it at all. But nothing's gonna, nothing's going to happen nope. this season for Michigan, though. There's still what's what's uh the new yeah, Tony uh, Tony Petiti Petiti. Tiny Batiti has been pressured allegedly from the presidents and athletic directors and coaches from around uh, the Big Ten that they would like to see a little bit more action. Am I getting that story right, Tone? Yes, you are. I believe I. I, what does I that could mean? be wrong. I know the headline and what you just said is absolutely correct. I don't know if they had a conference call or something like that, yep. but yeah, he's definitely getting pressured from all of them. There was a league call yesterday. There it is. Thank you. So that's Eric Coach, Look at us, Bud Harbaugh. Look at us. No, Look at was, us. Huh? Who would have thought? Fact checking things. JSPN Journalism Sports Network living large from Bryant Denny on a Big Ten coaches call on Thursday. A vast majority of the league's coaches encouraged Commissioner Tony Petiti Paisano to punish Michigan amid its NCAA sign sealing investigation. Collectively, the coaches want the Big Ten to act. 
That's a hey, um real quick. How did Pete Thamel sound whenever he said that quote yeah. right there? Huh. Hey, can I? I need to read it. I'm sorry. Oh, jeez. Oh, there we go. <laughs> uh, sources on a Big Ten coaches call on Thursday. A vast majority of the league's coaches encouraged Commissioner Tony Petiti to punish Michigan amid its NCAA shine-stealing investigation. Collectively, the coaches want the Big Ten to act, and that's per an ESPN source. I love that, and they even tried to get you at the end there by putting a ticker right over top of it, but your brain's too damn big, Pete Thamel. That's why you're too fantastic, and I love that that has come into our life, that we have a perfect impersonator of the authority, Pete Thamel, when it comes to this, but he is the leading kind of investigator in this whole thing, and Ryan Walters, now the head coach of Purdue, formerly the defensive coordinator mm -hmm. of Illinois, during his show called The Ryan Walters Show, and they're playing Michigan here, obviously, this weekend, so this is the first time this has kind of happened. He said, this ain't allegations. Huh? Uh, we're way past that point. Here's the clip, 38 seconds from Coach Walters. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's it's unfortunate. Um, He's you know, what's crazy is this, oh, yeah. th there aren't allegations. Like, it, it happened. You know yeah. what I mean? And, and, you know, there's video evidence. There's um, ticket purchases and sales that you can track back. And, you know, we know for a fact that they were at a number of our games. Um, and so, Who's you know, we've had to – teach our guys a new language in terms of um, some signals and, and we will operate differently offensively like we might you might see us in a huddle yeah. um, for the for the first time this season wow um, there's no way they're still so trying it is, to use it is what it is signals, but uh, we're excited to go play and I think it'll make for a great story it's fascinating. If you see the sponsorship up there, you see Rorman Automotive. They're a Bob kitty cat. Rorman. Mm. They're a kitty cat on price. You know, Purdue, obviously, in Indiana. Rorman's got a lot of cars out there he's selling to a lot of people. But Walters, I thought he was talking about his Illinois time, but he's also talking about his Purdue time. Mm. And you start hearing these coaches chat about it. I think they think a little bit more about it all than maybe everybody's like, yeah, it's not a big deal. It's like, it is a big deal. We got a lot to try to figure out. And it feels like the pressure's only going to continue to come, AJ Hawk. Well, also, isn't this really the first guy publicly as a coach that says, like, hey, these aren't allegations. Like, we, this is legit. We, we have it. Yeah. We did this. Yeah. And they're also playing in a couple of days. So. Yeah. yeah. And when he says they, does he mean they as Connor Stallions or are there other people? I think Michigan, Michigan as a whole, probably. Could there be other people involved in all this stuff? Like, that's, that so, actually did what Stallions did? Rogue agent. Who's paying Connor Stallions? That's who's he working for? Who? Does Mr. Two work for? Or whatever the hell the question <laughs> but is. But Central it's Michigan, like, too. Like when, okay, tell me this, though. Is it possible, Pat, do you think, if you're a college coach, say you're a head coach of a college team, to where somebody is on your sidelines and he's in close proximity to you that you don't know that who that person might be? Is that possible? Full, full garb. Yeah, he's wearing your, your team-issued gear, too. So if you don't know who it is, your awareness is too low to be a head coach <laughs> at a school that could potentially have cameras on it. And if you do know who it is and you're just trying to protect that person, well, that would mean you feel like you might be implied in this entire thing. So I think everybody around the situation is trying to cover their own ass. But like the genuine thought is, will they ever be able to figure out or will they ever get the truth of who Connor was working for? You know, because like there is a situation. I think we've all kind of tried to figure out how Harbaugh isn't to blame for this yeah. entire thing but like if he learned of this guy 
who loves Michigan football, obsessed with it, went to the Navy, became a captain in the Marines. He maybe has an ability to do things that could make their football team better, wants to be a part of it. And then he basically empowers them like, yeah, go ahead and do your thing. We'll definitely utilize what you can do to make our team better. And especially because how much you love Michigan, we know for the good of Michigan, you'll do that. And then what if Connor Stallions just started running with it? You know, like, yeah. oh, I need to get better. I need to get better. I need to get better, which I guess is possible, but that's going to be tough to believe unless they are able to showcase that. And I, I don't know. I don't know how Harbaugh remains unscathed at the end of this whole thing. I think it's automatically going to fall on a head coach's desk because he benefited from it as well. If this is all true, the way it is being said, but it feels like this Harbaugh's last year there and it's wild because they're talking about an extension right now. Yeah. And it's like, what does that even mean for the future? I have no idea. It's a wild scene in college football with a very good football team right now. Mm -hmm. A very good football team. Well, and then on top of the sign stealing stuff, there's just all this other shit that's coming out with stuff around the Michigan program that makes it seem that it'd be very hard for Harbaugh to keep his job just because it's like, you know, that that that's kind of going to be the next step. It's like What's this extension though? Remember, did they yeah, they tried to fast track that? Yeah, on Tuesday. Allegedly. 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 But it's not it's definitely not signed yet. No. If there is one. No. They acted like it was that allegedly thing was all of a sudden happening. It was allegedly delayed mm -hmm. and then it was allegedly fast tracked. Which like makes no sense. Why would you ever fast track it? Even if you 100% believed in your coach, you'd still be like, "Hey, we got to let we got to let the investigation play out though before we give you a 5-year extension or whatever." Not only like the team thinking about it, but like, what about Harbaugh? He has no idea like what's going to end up at. Like he said that getting suspended three games was like taking a board to his shins mm -hmm. or to his hands because mm -hmm. he's such a football guy. Like that's what, who knows what this punishment, a year long suspension. Like he's not just going to want to potentially just go to the NFL. And yeah. now people are saying the NFL is not going to give him a scapegoat. Okay. Okay. Who, <laughs> yeah. They who care. said they care about who him said doing that? this in college. Yeah, there was people saying that. I think it sources was, are telling it was telling a, me that. Florio, go ahead. Was it Florio? Is that where I saw that? I, I think it wasn't just Florio. There's numerous people that were like, "What do you mean?" People around the NFL are saying that Harbaugh's not just going to be able to run from this to go to the NFL. It's oh, okay. like if they think he can coach, he, he absolutely can do whatever he wants. If they say this guy can win his games, yes, they'll hire him. Yeah, billionaires aren't leaking information to people on the internet about whether or not they're going to hire a coach that they think can lead them to a Super Bowl, and that's the only thing they care about. That They they do not. Not like Pete, you're saying like Pete Carroll, this isn't like situations before. The NFL is not going to be a scapegoat. It's like, okay, if they think, you don't think the commanders, oh God. if the, you don't think the commanders with the richest owner oh. in the, or second, no, I don't know where he's at. Where's Josh Harris fall, I guess, on the list? He's up uh, there. He's definitely I, up I there. Broncos, below Panthers. Who's the Walmart? That's so Broncos. he's third Broncos. Broncos sixty four billion, I think I saw. Yep. And then there's like a twenty billion. Then there's like a fourteen billion. And there's a couple fourteens. Jerry Jones rounds out the top five at fourteen point one billion dollars, I think, in that entire thing. But the Commanders' new ownership, you don't think if they think that Jim Harbaugh is going to be a guy that can get them to win as soon as possible, they won't. They wouldn't hire him. Chicago, you don't think that big market yeah. that already understands and knows Jim Harbaugh, if they decide to move on from Eberflus trying to rebuild an entire program, you don't think they're going to want Harbaugh? Packers fans, Ty's already pushing for Harbaugh to be a Packers coach if that's mm -hmm. to happen. And then you got people saying the NFL's not going to be his game. It's like, have you talked to the billionaires that are doing the hiring? I don't know if that's fucking true. I don't know if that's anywhere Davis near like true. Him? Mark Davis like him? Do we know? Any relationship there? Mark will do anything. There was a relationship uh, with the Bears. Obviously, he played for the Colts. Uh, Ring of Honor. Did he coach for the Raiders? Is that what he I was coached saying? for the Raiders? Yeah. yeah, a lot. Like when Rich Gannon was quarterback. Huh. Yeah, we're good with know. Shane Steichen. Thanks, Diggs. Okay, I don't know what you're trying to do. No, no, but I was just yes. going through where he played. 
He's in our ring of honor for the Colts, too. I'm surprised he oh, wasn't yeah. the one that was asked like Jeff. He was the first one, and then he couldn't do it because he's coaching the Michigan Wolverines. And then he asked Jeff Saturday. He just went around the ring of honor. People forget about that. That's smart. Uh, Jim Irsay. He was actually going to ask the 12th man or the fans or Colts Nation mm -hmm. to coach, but well, nobody was available every, <laughs> every day. Either way, it's a shame, though, because this is, is this the best Michigan team they've had in a yes. long time? It yeah. sure feels like sure. These guys are awesome. So it's like... It sucks for them. This is it's tainting what they're doing right now, but we'll see what happens. They they play Purdue this weekend. Yeah, we'll see. Graham Harrell's the uh offensive coordinator there, Pat. So uh oh. Graham's got Graham had to change all the signals. They're gonna go tough match. Maybe gonna go like, yeah, I don't know what they're gonna do. I know Michigan was stealing Graham Harrell signs from West Virginia last year. True. I know that. Had to. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. That's something that I just know about now, and that's a fact, and it's a damn shame. But yeah, it is it's a bummer that every time we talk about them now. For the rest of the season, we have to bring this up. Oh, yeah. You know, and I, I'd assume that we're not going to just bring up everything else that's happening around the Michigan staff mm -hmm. and everything What's every real? time. Like, what is Hard real? For to. real. What is real? Honestly. What's Bro, happening? I don't know. But to your point, though, like, this was kind of my take from the beginning. Like, this is just going to get dangled over this team's head for the rest of the season. And I know that could be galvanizing and it can bunker mentality and everything. But it sucks with how good they are that this is kind of like a yeah. <laughs> that's coming. It happened to the Patriots. Oh, yeah. But the Patriots are professionals. Hey, they're professional. This is a professional sport. This team, I guess college is now more like professional than it's ever been. But it's like these dudes last year weren't able to get the job done. Now they're back and they're playing better than they've ever played. Their offensive line's doing their thing. JJ's doing his thing. They got weapons all over the field. A tight end gets loose one week. A wide receiver does. Blake Corum gets loose another week. It's like the defense is there. It's like the team is so, so good. And it's going to be impossible not to just say, well, it's easy to be good when you know what everybody's doing. Mm -hmm. And it's yep. like, that's a damn shame. That is a, I would like to let it be known. That is a damn shame. And if that's strictly because of Connor Stallions and nobody else, and Connor, thank you for your service to the United States of America. Exactly. But just like Shane Gillis said, mm. you need to get out of there and come to West Virginia, okay? Because mm -hmm. you're ruining these guys' college experience. Hmm. What's West Virginia's record right now? You know? We got five wins. Yeah, five, five wins. Five yeah, Kirk only gave you, what, three? They can become the season? bowl eligible this weekend. Oh, that's and they will. Goal. It's Jimbo, everybody's goal, that's right? right? Bowl oh, eligible. Yeah. That's all exactly. we care about. I think West Virginia hey, would be very happy with that at the beginning of the year. Uh, yeah. Which mm. is interesting because... Uh, uh, um, First step in the process: become bowl eligible, and then we just we move on from yeah. that, and we just continue yeah. to rise. Trust the climb. You, this this particular climb, because we were climbing with Neil at the beginning, mm -hmm. and then we went ahead and we called camp, and then we had a couple people that weren't able to make it any further, so we then we went back down the mountain, mm -hmm. and then now we're trusting the climb again. I think this particular ascent of the mountain that Neil Brown is leading is going to be a better one. Yeah, and it's good that we're winning so many games and not going to be able to move on probably and just now re-solidifies the fact that we believe mm -hmm. in the climb that we're trusting with Neil Brown. Yeah, that's what this means. It's good. It's Extension. good to get bowl eligible. Garrett Green it's is a Sherpa. See. Yeah. What? Garrett Green's a dog. Garrett Green's an absolute dog. But yeah, it, it's good to see them climbing back in there. And if they get bowl eligible, Kirk Herbstreit said, I'll give you anything you want, pretty much. And he's got a house in Nashville, I think. Yeah. Right. Really yep. nice. He's take got that. Some really nice dogs. Nice. Take yeah. Ben. You should take Ben. Take cool ben. Dog. ben seems like a great dog. Maybe take one of his I'm not sweet boys. <laughs> I would recommend Jake, not Ty. Whoa. Yeah. 
You know, that is interesting. Which kid do you want? Chase, Zach, good too. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. you might know. I don't know if we're going to take a kid or a dog. I I think we'll try probably go with like things. You know what I mean? We're probably trying to take things there. Fair enough. He's got this pickup truck. He's got this pickup. Yeah, there it is. He parks on the side of the highway and almost gets run over every time he comes on the show. Yeah, it's like a Harley Davidson Ford truck. You know that edition that he's got there? He's been driving it for like 30 years. I was in it one time uh, whenever he drove us to game day during Ohio State, Michigan from the hotel. And it was like, you know what? It's a nice old school truck. You know, this Ohio guy likes to remain. (laughs) Oh, no. Look at this. Throttled straight here on the air. Oh, no. Throttled from Tuscaloosa. Z, what was that? Do you have any idea what just happened right there? We had no clue. I just just pulled up a photo of the Herb Streets, and it just went out. Uh Shut down the whole internet? Yeah, let me see the the photo if you do have it. Well, maybe not on... Yeah, I'm assuming there's a chance that the heat on that field, I was surprised all the tech was good over there just because of how hot it is. Wow. Wait, what do you, did you Google a picture of the Herb Street family? You don't need to put that up on the screen for everybody, I guess. <laughs> yeah, we don't need that. Oh, I'm going to say want that, but I doubt Probably they do. Probably not. Yeah. No, get, get, get Street Talk some good pub, right? Yeah, well, okay. Yeah. Uh, but maybe Pat what? decides, you know, hey, jump in that Thursday night booth. Maybe maybe he Kirk. Oh, he takes to, Kirk's job. Yeah, Thank you. Kirk oh, has to he, lose his job. Pat now would definitely be a, a duo that would be awesome to watch. What if yeah. you just jump in with him, make it a three man booth? You could yeah, do that. That'd be sweet. That'd be fun too. You could be like um, that Is, one guy that went in there. Who? Ned Flanders. No. Ned uh, Flanders? He's what are we me. talking about? He's looking dudes. at me, but I don't know. Yeah. Nobody knows. Who was in the Ned booth? Ned Flanders. From the, Ned from The Simpsons? Or oh, Dennis Miller. Dennis Miller. You'd be like Dennis Miller. I don't know yeah. if he would. It'd be like Rico. Who was that? Dennis Miller, Kornheiser, and then who was the third? Rico. Rico was the play-by-play in that. Imagine being the play-by-play guy trying to direct traffic with Dennis Miller in there, throwing his quips in. (laughs) His references that is really, really, you got to be pretty, pretty smart to, and you also probably got to be pretty old to understand a lot of those references. Well, Dennis Miller was a legend. And Bing Crosby. Pretty good. It's always something. Uh, you don't do Dennis Miller? No, not really. I mean, that's something I might have to, you know, try to add to the repertoire. But no, Dennis Miller's not really in the news, you know, so. Okay, he's not, I guess. But Pat is back, I believe, after he's been throttled. What? Here we go from your what? phone. What happened? What? Dennis Miller request? Is that happening? 2023? Can you hear me? We said, well, Tone said, maybe you take Kirk's spot in the booth. That's what you could take from him. That's what he could give you, you know? And then Tone starts saying, I said, maybe a three-man booth. And he said, oh, like Dennis Miller back in the day. Tony Kornheiser as well. I mean, if we're going to go deep into the entertainment and the booth type situation, for sure. Uh, boys, I want to let you know, I think because we ran past the three-hour limit here, the internet is certainly getting throttled. I have next <laughs> to no service. So I just want to say thank you all so much for allowing me to work alongside you boys. AJ, thank you for traveling out to Indianapolis to host this particular program. Big shout-out to Coach DeBoer for stopping by. Big shout-out to Shane Gillis for stopping by, Coach Artie Smith. And uh, we're, let's have the greatest weekend of all time. College game day tomorrow morning. Oh, yeah. yeah. Let's, let's watch it. And then tomorrow night, college football primetime, Let's enjoy the hell out of that. Maybe create a show that we can maybe do going forward if it's good enough. You know, if we don't, if it's not a big enough catastrophe, maybe this is something we can maybe pitch and do later. And shout out to Reese Davis. AJ, I appreciate the hell out of you boys. Great work this week. I wish I could pat you all on the back. Boom. I wish I could pat you all on the back. Nope. No more of those. Nope. Those are dead. What? No, you guys earned a pat on the back this week. It's been a great week. I disagree. Why are we doing doing pats on the back? You know, because you guys, we're working your asses off. That's why. You okay, get, Tony. You get just, pats on the back. No, no, just, I, I was saying, just, why wouldn't we? I'll take it. I'll take it. All right, Tony, back. go to the board. 
Take your pat. Yeah, get up there, Tony. Get up there. Come on. Get your pat over, Tone. Get up there. Yeah, go ahead. There he is. There it is. Get more. Get more. Nice. No, hold on. You got to get a little lower, Tony. Get a little lower. Just a little lower. Gotta, nope. What happened? Just gotta stand nope. up. You go. You're, you're out of frame, you? man. Where'd you go? Put put your feet on the oh, board. Oh, 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 there he is. I couldn't I couldn't see you guys. You guys, what happened there? I Tone, get I back up. Service. He can see you now. Tone, get back up. <laughs> no, no, you patted Tone, Tone right on his butt. It was perfect. Right on his little baby cakes. <laughs> hey, no ass pats, no hand claps. Let's just have a great day. Okay, let's just have a great all day. Right. Uh, thank you all so much. I appreciate you. And once again, I cannot believe this is the case here. Hell yeah. Pretty cool. That's amazing. Brian Great Denny, shout out to them in Alabama for doing it, man. That's awesome. So, so dumb. Uh, all right. Let's enjoy the hell out of this life. Have an incredible weekend. Maybe the best weekend of all time. See you all on Overreaction Monday. Bye, AJ. Thank you, buddy. All right. Bye.